Hey everyone, this is George from uh, Press Pause Radio. Uh, just a quick disclaimer, unfortunately caught way too late in post-production of this episode. Uh, my mic, I don't know, it, it's kind of fucked. It sounds like I'm recording with a can, uh, as opposed to a uh, professional condenser microphone uh, that we normally use to produce the show. So uh, apologies in advance. Uh, the show is very much listenable, but I could only do so much with the audio uh, on my track only. Everybody else's track is just fine. Uh, I don't even know if I sounded that way during the show. I would hope the guys would have told me, but uh, apologies in advance. It's definitely not the quality that I pride myself on for Press Pods Radio. So uh, nonetheless, the show is still very listenable. And I hope you guys enjoy it, and hopefully this won't happen again in future episodes. Uh, enjoy! So sorry that I showed up to this recording late, you guys. Um, I it's it, it I I really got to say it's it it's just my good for nothing piece of shit daughter's fault. She wanted me to take her all the way to Cancun, and you know what? I had to be a good dad, right? Like that's what you do when you're a good dad. You drop everything that you're supposed to do for your daughter, and you go and you fucking make a voyage, and you and you just gotta leave it all behind. But that I mean that's what dads do right not really i mean not the way that dad did it (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean maybe some dads but like i've i mean like he's like the home alone dad in this respect like you're just gonna let your kid go on a fucking plane and then just go state of texas is macaulay coken am i getting that right or uh john candy works in Uh, there somewhere i'm not sure that's a uh that's a portent of things to come I was gonna say, is there is there a Trump appearance somewhere in here too? Or oh god, nah, no man, nah man, they they they, no. they they blur him out now. He doesn't have his SAG card. No, yeah, that motherfucker <laughs> left chat, so we're good with him leaving chat for for a good minute. They just put um, like a happy emoji on over his face. No, so wait, so are we to say that theoretically, like he went to like he just said he would be out, grab a few smokes, and then like he just got caught up? Is that is that what we're saying? Like the no, you see, that's uh, you're the baby mama in that regard. I'm just trying to follow along. Yeah, no, that's it, why. Called that's why I cruise. haven't. Uh, that's why I haven't been in the podcast since 2012. Oh, you came back. You were this uh, unattentive father that just decided to come back into our lives. <laughs> now, after all these years, after we've made something of ourselves, very well, yeah, not, right, not really, but <laughs> good smokes too. Yeah, sure. It's hey, 2021. Man. Should we be promoting tobacco use? Like. No. Okay, that's fair. Okay, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but nah. but yeah, we have uh we have a familiar feed. We still I I have some video content that Sean is also uh taken a part of. So, uh Sean's been doing stuff for a hot minute. He hasn't like uh we haven't poochied him. Like the dude just took his like new nice suit break. He's done doing whatever he's doing on his home planet. He's here. Um <laughs> home planet sucks anyway. He did not he did not die in any sort of unfortunate uh, or unforeseen accident. Um and luckily, he also didn't share any sort of uh, bigoted or otherwise anti-Semitic views on uh, Instagram. So, like, we can welcome him back. Uh, so, like, 
it's good. We're good. Yeah. I mean, it's a low bar, but hey. <laughs> but but but, yeah, but I mean, we, 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 we still do the yeah we still do the vetting process regardless. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you you could have held out yeah. for more like uh fuck uh like uh super deformed gamer cash maybe player one podcast but you know what we're we're glad you you stuck to your guns and and you and you shot for uh just below the hip and you you landed somewhere between us and. Fuck, I don't know. I don't remember. We 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 were number fifty five, the top sixty podcasts. I still I still have that that potty award somewhere. We're gunning uh, for you, number fifty three. Yeah, we we're number fifty three. Sorry, fifty three. Mm-hmm. We beat out seven fucking casts, you guys. So, uh, word up. Hey, that's seven. Damn, someone's popping a bottle. Look at that. Someone's celebrating. Let's go. Uh, yeah, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> hey, man. If, if, no better way to celebrate number fifty three than right now. I love it. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, man. God damn. It's been a, it's been a 2021. Um, Already. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, it's been a hell of a five years, hasn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I am kind of sad that the 2020 memes kind of bled into 2021 now. Like I thought we would have more uplifting things to do, but so no. far it's not been. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm seeing a lot of like, like February is uh, coming through and, uh, I'm seeing a lot of shitty people getting their comeuppance, whether okay. whether it's being shit canned or, or or fucking sent to the great beyond. Like, uh, <laughs> feeling pretty good. That's fair. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we did I mean, uh, we did lose uh, some pretty uh, pretty awful shit bags. Yeah, it worked out. Um, but I digress. Yeah, the the lines are starting to blur a bit, so I don't know. I don't think uh I think it's uh, Universal Home Studios trip is just not in the cards this year. So fucking I who knows. Um or or more importantly, uh speaking of Universal Studios that that fucking Super Nintendo World. Have we gotten a chance to ch- like to like gab about that real what? quick before we start the show? Super Nintendo World? Go you haven't on. seen the trailer for that? <laughs> no, actually. I I know I yeah, won't dude. be going. Like I no man. Like if I'm going to any kind of amusement park, it's probably going to be whatever my kids want to go. I don't think I could really swing going to a Nintendo one at this point in my life. Well, I, so Japan at this moment, the tourism is still like a mandatory 14-day quarantine. Sure. So we'd have to factor that in. Um, and also, uh, we'd have to factor in just for whatever protocol our day jobs have for mm-hmm. us. But luckily, we are in a work-from-home situation for our day jobs until that otherwise changes so we might luck out based on that but even then like i just the the tourism limitations alone and how uh the japanese government depend like how they want to go about enforcing whatever um safety protocols or guidances that uh need to go into place which from what i'm reading and, and researching online is already it's it's either it's it's extremely polarizing. It's super fucking strict, and like there are barely anybody. Like it's it's all either curbside or it's super lax. It it's all where you <laughs> all go or nothing. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's mm-hmm. there's been no in between and and no mediation and uh, the but there's rumors that they might lax more and more just because the uh, the lack of uh, uh, tourism revenue that 
their economy normally brings in mm. has already hurt several businesses, including some uh, like just Sega alone closing down over, I want to say 86% of their arcade outlets. So a lot of the big ones that I would like ones that I like dreamt of going to are, are Dunion rings, which yeah. still burns mm-hmm. like, um, 2020 yeah. has already taken so much and now they've taken our arcades too. I mean, that dude that was a that was a fucking ghost already within itself oh yeah sure sure this is just the nail final nail Uh, i mean i was so psyched though like we had some really good barcades here in oregon too like uh Mm -hmm. it's like level up in eugene uh ground control here in portland another one called quarter world and i'm i mean i'm worried about them honestly because it's like these are places that i loved to go and I mm-hmm. think they're all like kind of circumventing the situation best they can through like uh, Twitch drives and like doing what they can. I don't know. Like I was trying to read something up on Galloping Ghost, but it, it's it's all I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like every like at, at least once a day, I'm hearing somebody scream about how this very real thing that's killing people is fake. So I don't well, I don't really know what's gonna happen. I would just hope that for their sake, they just have the ability to preserve the stuff they do have. I mean, it sucks they can't bring in revenue, but they've got some machines, especially Galloping Ghosts, that like they have to have like preserved or at least in the hands of people that can. You know what I mean? Like I hold on to those. Like I just don't want to see it close up and then that stuff is lost to the public forever. Like whenever we do get out of all this, you know, I want it to be able to still be around. I, I, which again, I feel like if they can get something in, in manner respect of, of like a Twitch drive or even mm-hmm. like just something. Cause again, a lot of the spectacle of an arcade is just the physical presence of being yeah. within one. You can't, I mean, every, we, we, we already pretty much have everything else, which really detracts or takes away from a whole, idea of it but yeah um i don't know man like it don't count them out just yet i mean everybody like fuck dude people thought pinball would be dead by now it's clearly not um no it's if anything i've seen a resurgence of pinball especially like you said with twitch some of the like yep pinball tournaments on twitch are fucking awesome to watch man they're getting really creative with their cameras like setups and and things they can do with that It's, it's actually pretty cool Oh, dude, like I have this Tate piece that I'm working on for the Switch and just all the digital pinball games alone. Like it is just fucking me up. It opens up an entirely different realm of like games that then and entirely changes what you look at and how you play. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's some it's some shit to get into. But um, yeah. for this week, Press Pause Radio episode 130, Sean's back. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the latest uh, news and scuttlebutt, and we're going to talk about what's been in our consoles and kind of catch up and start the year proper because we took a slight break after the Golden Zonkeys, mm-hmm. um, and we have some other specials related to the Golden Zonkeys and more to come, so we'll get into that. Uh, enjoy the show. <laughs> So, 
I just wanted to like let you know that 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 slimy piece of shit. Uh, we have you to blame for it because we found out he's not even a real Texan. That dude's Canadian. Oh yeah, well, you know, we we we, we don't we don't talk about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, ah, uh, would you guys have that other? I, I think his last name's Ford. The other fucking whack job. Oh yeah, no. Um, who who's the one that's still alive? I think it's uh, I think it's Doug. No wait, Doug Ford. I I don't, I don't know who, which one is alive, but it's one of the two. They were brothers. One was a crackhead. He died. And uh, now the other one's like completely fucking up Ontario right now. Yeah. This PPR uh, podcast got so political, man. I don't know. (laughs) Just all of a sudden. Crackheads and crackheads and All I'm saying is that he's not even even my problem at this point because the Atlantic (laughs) provinces are almost COVID free. Dude. Is that... That's dope. Like we're talking single single digit cases in my province. Wow, good for you. That's the dream. Good, 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 good for the collective. You. All right, let let's let's go ahead and refresh a bit. Let's somber up. I'm going to cycle back to Ed. Andrew, give me some Peppa Pig. Give me some fucking shit that. Okay, okay. Listen here. Listen here. All right, all right. This is 2021. We left that shit in the dust. We ain't talking about Peppa Pig anymore. It's Bluey now, my dude. Bluey (laughs) is the shit. Bluey is these, it's a family of these, I think they're dogs, maybe wolves. I don't know, but they're Australian. And, um, yeah, and it's Bluey and it's, it's her sister, Bingo, and their mom and their dad. And they go on these crazy adventures and they've got awesome, like, I don't know, like it's very super charming, uh, kind of tongue in cheek, kind of like how Peppa Pig is. Like they actually, Kind of have jokes that adults kind of would get, and it's you know kind of like tongue in cheek, like wink. Hey, like if you're an adult watching this with your kids, like we'll throw you a bone every now and then. Um, that's my shit right now. We've been watching Bluey on the regular every morning at seven in the morning. It's Bluey time. Oh my god! Like, so wait, do they all have a litter of a litter of B names? Like, there's Bluey, there's Bingo, is there Boskowitz? Like, nah, I as far as I know, as far as I know, it's just the mom and dad. But their last name might have a B. I actually don't know. I'll have to look into that. I'll make sure I get on the wiki and I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 Bluey's my shit right now. I mean, I I still got love for Peppa Pig always, but Bluey's been definitely our go-to for the last couple, like about a okay, month or so. so. So Peppa Pig isn't canceled. Just Peppa Pig is currently like Woody, and you got you got your your like Buzz Lightyear affair with. Blue yeah. Lightyear. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Like we'll always go back to Peppa Pig for some nostalgia, but like, yeah, we're on that new hotness for the time being. Yeah, but we're still we're we're still fucking off Caillou completely, right? Like Caillou's like dead to us. Which one's this so, now? Like, oh, there you're already ahead of the game. Fuck. Okay. Game. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. I well. Think, I think Caillou was canceled, wasn't it? Good. Yeah. Completely taken off now? You talking about Ryan? No. No. Ryan's world? Okay. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That thing uh, exists solely within the realm of Walmart. Well, I was going to say, that's a, or or, uh, endless runner games on kids' tablets, because that's been our thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Am I on the right podcast? Dude, it's been a, I know it's been a couple years since you and I have talked. These kids have got me all kinds of fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I'm not, I'm not in the right place right now. Like, oh, no, we'll, I, we'll talk I about kinda, Mass Effect and cool stuff maybe later, but. No, no, I kind of totally get it because a, a good bud of mine, um, who I should probably actually call at some point, but. Um, yeah, check in, see how they're doing. Yeah, but he, uh, around the time he had kids, I mean, I was still in my early 20s, but. Um, 
it was Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, or wait a minute, no, I think we saw that show actually before they had kids. We just like popped <laughs> just on, popped up the it. TV one day. And we're just like, okay, this is this is strange and weirdly, uh, and yeah, so but like captivating. Like if you were to put it on a Savia playlist, like Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> I hate that you have to preference that's a like this specific kind of playlist. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's like most. I mean, there's David the Gnome. There's like basically if it's been on Nick Jr. Ooh, Eureka's will, Castle. Eureka's Castle. Dope. I'm glad yeah. you oh, just said that. No, Eureka's Castle would send you into <laughs> some sort of fever nightmare. I don't know. Yeah, you better you better have a spotter for that one. Which is uh, totally apropos, <laughs> considering like that shit is R.L. Stein pre Goosebumps. Wait. So. Is that factoid? Yeah, for real? that's totally legit. Yep. Oh, damn! That explains so much. That's awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, hold on. We gotta stay topical. Okay. Um, Ed, Game Stonks. Like you know, now like, the store that shall not be named. Were you guys able to reap any of that fucking beautiful like vengeance that you could like reap it against uh, the capitalist tyrants and and their fucking devious short selling ways? Did anybody get in on that? Nah. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, I bought Dogie Coin. Oh, I didn't. Val did, and like it's just kind of. I bought it, and I I bought it, and I sold it, and uh, a but of mine. I I didn't make anything. I oh, I I think I lost like a couple, like a fraction of a cent or something like that. But uh, well, a but of mine, uh, and I totally. We were kind of laughing, talking about this, and we're like, oh, why don't we just uh, put a few bucks uh, into the stonks and just see what Mm -hmm. happens and. I'm proud to say that at one point I almost made fifteen dollars, but at Ooh. the current I'm breaking even. Making up for all those trading credits from years past, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I, 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 dude. I'm I, just, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just sad that the whole thing made them still relevant. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a bummer, but you know, I still have people that are you know working that job, they're living that struggle, so you know, it, sucks for them. Like I, I hate to be in that position still. I think any retail at this point, like, dude, like, uh, there's this viral TikTok going around about, and like, to be honest, the original message should not be lost. You should absolutely do what you can to tip your drivers. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's never been about the employees or the people. Like, that's never been the the case. You know what I mean? Like, it's the direction, it's the leadership, it's not, yeah. Well, right. I was about to, like I'll, I'll plead guilty to the fact that I do not tip as well as I should, and I'm g- trying to be better about it. Val is keeping me in my place, but the video was of a driver just being like, "I, dude, I made three bucks after like what Uber Eats paid me, and then like the very meager tip that I got, and I had mm-hmm. to pay three bucks across the toll bridge, and this delivery cost me forty five minutes." Which is like, crazy to think that they're paying driver. out of pocket for that stuff, man. I that's can't, exact, I can't so believe that. Like, why? Why is the argument direct? Like you should tip. Obviously, but why mm. the fuck is Uber Eats yeah. like of all the goddamn like hidden fees and shit that they throw onto literally anything? Them and DoorDash are they only paying drivers this pocket change? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that like that that like it's just weird to me that out of all of that that that's where the direction is. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But man, like especially like right now with everything we're dealing with, you're not tipping twenty percent. You can kick rocks. You know, it's a for win. Real. It's a for win real. for uh, Uber workers in the uh, UK, though. Today, they actually, I think it was today. Um, yeah, roughly 17 hours ago. But um, the courts basically gave them uh, 
said they have to get benefits and uh, minimum wage. Are they? Are, are, I mean, it's kind of the whole language of like them being like con like contracted, right? Is that the thing? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're supposed to be actual workers now. Um, Good on paper, as opposed to just contracted. Not not in the U.S. still, unfortunately, or well, in Canada or anywhere kind of, else. I mean, I mean, another podcast that you and I still need to record sometime soon. Unfortunately, I think America is always going to be just a gig economy, regardless of what we do. You know, uh, just the way it's always going to be. It's poop from a butt. Yeah, um, God, no. but anyway. Ed, I'm sure Canada is fucking it up real nice and good. Um, anything new with you before we start this show? Like, we get it rolling? Like a check-in? <laughs> Nothing worth noting. Aw, that's a shame. I mean, we'll, we'll get just, to it. Let's just talk living about... that retail life, you know? Yeah, but yeah. hopefully being safe and, you know, doing what you guys are doing. Yeah, we're 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 exploring the... The world of double masking and mm. uh, it's 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 new but i don't know I'll, I'll have more to say on it probably in the next recording but in the meantime for yep. uh press pause radio episode 130 uh this episode we're gonna go ahead and talk about some of the news maybe cover uh nintendo direct if we have the time we're we're trying to factor that in but there's been some plenty of other news bits that we'd like to talk about um with Six Days in Fallujah getting picked back up for some goddamn reason, uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition announcement, Resident Evil Village, and yeah, some of the other stuff that we might be able to make time for in uh, as far as Nintendo Direct, some of the uh, the choice picks. Yeah. Um, so so can I jump and- kind of like onto Village to start it off because. Um, I know I'm kind of messing up the order of it, but uh, I played no, Village. Man. And oh, yeah, you got to check out the demo. Yeah, no, absolutely. We can totally I'm, start uh, it off. Nice. I was just going to say, after that, we're uh, we're then going to each do our respective mm-hmm. what's in your consoles before we wrap up the show. So, yeah, yeah. without further ado, let's, let's go ahead and get into the news. Man, I suck at Resident Evil games, apparently. I played that shit, and I got stuck at this part that apparently, like, after going back and watching other people play it, is just so obvious. Uh, some of their puzzles, you know, quote-unquote puzzles in Resident Evil games. Oh, dude, those are those games are so easy to get stuck in. Like, I, I really did. I kind of, like, was kicking myself. I was like, I should have known how to do some of this stuff. I've played games long enough. I should have picked up on this, but I had difficulty playing through that demo. And, and granted, the demo itself was just more of a kind of like how the um, well, kitchen demo yeah. was back yeah. back then when they did Resident Evil 7. Um, just more atmospheric, you know, kind of like just playing up the, the how the tempo of that game is probably going to be. Um, so I didn't get the chance to finish it. But I got decently far, all things considered. Um, it's wild, man. Like, I I I I was kind of skeptical about that game, like when they started kind of talking about it with like the werewolves and and things that they're going to kind of introduce into the game. But after that demo and after the hype around it, I'm kind of on board. I mean, I mean, giant vampire lady is definitely a good selling point. Like, I'm all in for that. I heard she's like nine nine feet tall. 
Not yeah, really Dude. yeah. The director had to come in and actually like because there was oh, a lot of like. He leaned into those kinks. He leaned <laughs> in hard. They I'm, I'm all fucking for it, man. Like, put some heels on. Absolutely. Like, this is okay. Yeah. I mean, when you when you kind of just rationalize it within the logistics of it, which I can only imagine what the uh, the fucking height to height ratio would be in game from a first person perspective. I mean. I don't know, dude. Wacky inflatable arm tube man is like the first fucking like analog that I can like really put uh, in, in a real life uh, rotoscope of, mm. of this fucking uh, visual that you're giving me with this woman. But um, that seems about right. Yeah, dude. Like that's that's the uh, that's the analog that I'm fucking drawing at the very least. I mean, a very buxom on wacky inflatable arm tube person. Well, hey, um, uh, you know, she can sell me a car any day. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or or rip out your fucking jugular. I mean, whatever is on the table. I mean, um, extended trip. warranty. <laughs> I so I I've been like I recently just went all in on um uh, picking up every single Resident Evil game on the PlayStation Four, mm. uh, just because I saw an opportunity to do that, and I actually uh, decided to kind of start up on Resident Evil Two. Because uh, I th- I think what they really wanted to pick up and what worked so well in 2 with Mr. X and what's weirdly didn't translate so well from what I'm gathering and heard from, uh, you know, other conversations I've had with peers on the subject of Resident Evil 3, uh, as far as Nemesis, is I think they're kind of trying to do this situation with uh, Lady Dimitrescu. I, I know I always fucking butcher uh, mm. pronunciations, but Lady D, I'm just going to like say for short. But Because um, like the... To do it in a first-person perspective, though? Well, right. So the Baker family, to some extent, already did that. But, like, they did that in a very, like, in close quarters and in in, in a map that didn't go too far. Like, you were in a very small quadrant of the interior you were working with. Yeah. So they're now trying to do that between her and her little, like, fucking cabal of, like, like, witch daughters. Of witch daughters and undead lady folk um, who are going to do this throughout the castle. So I don't know, like that, that's the vibe I gotten from what I read. So there's going to, they're going to be a present danger that like you deal with. I don't know how linear it's going to be. I kind of hope it's non-linear, which would really give it a vibe. Cause I, like the whole, like the whole step a uh, point A to point B, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, I, the on track stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. Like if you're, if you're going to go all out with, uh, just this exploratory level design, which I don't know may work against it because like you already had issues in the demo. Like yes. the demo kind of hit. I, I don't have a PlayStation Five, so I didn't mm-hmm. get the chance to play it myself. But it it hit weirdly between different people. Like people are either all about it or like I, I've heard comparisons to the darkness with uh, how mm, scattered okay. the navigation is and how like some. Yeah, and I think that you know a lot of it is. Like the darkness, and I'd even say like maybe condemned to a certain degree, like very environmental. So as you're exploring, you kind of have to have your wits about you of where you're going, what you're looking at. Otherwise, to find the next path to like, you know, your objective is not really that easily outlined. Like you're using contextual clues to kind of figure out where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do next. And... uh yeah, I guess they they could really lean into that harder and have maybe like 
you know, accessible or inaccessible routes, depending on what you're doing or how things are triggered in the gameplay. But I feel like, I don't know, they could. They could do that, and then, like, there may be some areas of the castle that are not, you know, accessible to you, or you might miss some things, you know? Um, that that could be a possibility. I could be interested in that and have multiple reasons to go back and play it, find other secret paths and secret areas to explore. I, I mean, it's weird, too, because, like... So, another thing that I found weird, because they were really going in this, like, this very heavy narrative direction with the story and Ethan Winters and seven. Yeah. And they were really building on the characterization of Ethan there, but then they kind of scale that back and they're trying to like make it more of a, but like Chris is there for some reason, cipher (laughs) like, like Chris Chris is is in the, Chris is in the DLC for like, I, okay. I haven't gotten that far Uh admittedly in seven. Like I think I hit the, um, the halfway point and then i started replaying it with psvr which holy shit totally yeah it's an entirely different ball game which i mean at one point i'd like to cover too and that's another thing too um if there is an option which i again psvr is still got enough market penetration where it could be warranted who knows Hmm. i i'd have to say because they're still considering um playstation 4 and xbox one versions i believe as well as newer current gen versions yeah um if they have a psvr mode i'd be inclined to actually go that route as opposed to going on playstation 5 but i don't know man i feel like capcom and maybe it's my display which i doubt because my display is not like you don't have to have an oled to like get the top i need like that's top tier but even even your good beefy brand uh 4k hdr set should get you fucking great visuals uh Capcom's work on like heavy textured games that take di- like advantage of HDR, they fucking they're terrible at it. Like Resident Evil Two looks like dog shit in HDR. I was gonna say so, Devil. Yeah. I, I've been playing Devil May Cry Five uh, on PS Five, and it's fucking even on HDR TV, it is blurry as all hell. Yeah, dude. Well, so I I have five on my One um, X, and uh-huh. like. It's. I don't know if it's maybe not optimized, but I've been hearing similar things that the current gen version of mm-hmm. five is just not optimized all that well. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think on the technical side of things, Capcom's kind of struggling. But from what I did see, uh, Village looks in, insane. Like, did you could you at least say that the textures and the lighting and everything? Yeah, looks- yeah, I would. I I would say that it looks great. I think that they really played off. Um, there's areas of the castle, obviously, where they like throw in like a lot of candles, a lot of different lighting elements, a lot of textures, and um, you know, blood pools kind of reflecting off of the, uh, you know, um, like a lot of that kind of stuff, like a lot of reflective uh, areas, things like that. Like I think they're doing that purposely to show off the tech, and it looks great. Um, I would say that, and maybe Astro's Playroom are only two that really like lean into the technical aspects of the ps5 so far at least what i've played um but yeah astro more for the controller and um particle effects and then resident evil village would definitely be more of the lighting effects i think they really nailed it so far um i think ratchet clank will be the one that probably really pushes that forward um when that does come out but until then i think these are pretty good representations of what we can do with the new tech Uh, but i will say uh, wholeheartedly jump from like what's out now to the gen that we have still with PS4 and Xbox One, I don't see a big jump. 
Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So it, it's I don't know. It's it's still a bit much. Um, and then not only that, like some I don't I don't know. I have yet to get a chance to really check it out. But apparently there there's an inventory system that's similar to Resident Evil Four, like the attach case inventory system where you've got to micromanage spacing again. Oh which, Christ, dude! Yeah, like none of that shit's scary. It's just annoying. Like, it, at this point now, it's just like, they're like, hey, like this is the way it's going to be. We don't have to do it this way, but we're going to do it anyways, because fuck it, why not? Yeah, more or less. I mean, I don't know, man. Um, I can see why Konami struggled so, has struggled for so long to really, like, adapt or otherwise bring, like, like, between Downpour and The Room, like, Silent Hill kind of has been a sunk cost fallacy in, in like where it like in Konami's eyes, like it's had its 15 minutes and it's done. Mm -hmm. And really like, I don't know, man, like the, the state of scary games, like even in like shit, like little nightmares too, which is like so subtle in what it does. Like it, it, in terms of the, uh, of the, the scare factor, um, really like, there, you, we were kind of desensitized to some of the uh, old dynamics of like just stress. Like the, the shit's not scary anymore; it's just stressful. So, um, no. I think they kind of peaked with PSVR. That was like the only in my like I was that was brilliant how they optimize that. I I I very much hope that there's a consideration for Village in that. But no, I think at this point we're gonna get like um, I I think we're gonna get like some of that that cheese that resident evil six is uh like given us and some other uh titles especially with like the big emphasis on the antagonists and then mm. just uh on the environment and then all the new elements and then apparently uh chris redfield has a heel turn that they're gonna explain somehow suppose i don't know i'm just in it for the vampire lady i mean <laughs> yeah, dude. That's... I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I it, it awoke something in me. I didn't know it was there. Like, we uh, when we start having cons again and and packs and things like that, I cannot wait. Cosplayers, like, I just will say, Whoa. like, like, thank you so much for your service. You are, uh, you are H A R D, pal. You need to tone it down. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Taking it to the next level. Ed, when's the last? What was the last Resident Evil you played in? talk to me like dude is, is vampire lady doing it for you last resident evil i played i think was resident evil 4 and uh i don't know um, i i guess <laughs> <laughs> hey hey man leon's a beefcake that's all i gotta say um i will say and i would like to use this i guess to just kind of transition to our next bit of news which i i pointed out this uh observation on Twitter. I don't know if it was yesterday, a couple days ago. Um, but funny enough, um, cause just like Hades, like the new, like the new horn trend was mm. lady D and man. Oh man. Like, Oh my car fucking all y'all like the, like the objectification just fucking was uh was a trend to behold and everybody got in on uh submitting all their woes and and step on me requests to this fucking uh like undead lady um and everything was kosher yet we with the announcement of mass effect legendary edition and some of the optimizations and changes that we are going to come to expect um 
with uh, Mass Effect, one of the uh, big changes are some of the more suggestive and uh, allurid shots, uh, the camera angles that we see during the introduction of, uh, I believe, Miranda Anderson is her full name, uh, uh, the new character in Mass Effect 2, and her tush. Her tush is uh, not going to you know, take front and center on the... <laughs> Uh, on a lot of the uh, conversations that you have with her like it used to in the original. I would really like for them to just take that and then replace the character and not have it be Miranda, have it be Rex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, that's a compromise I can totally get behind. I am like, I am 100% on board with that. Like, yes, you can totally do that. See, I thought I you do. were just going to go back to Lady D again. I might. I might, but but he he started making comments about Twitter being really thirsty, so I'm gonna try to re- I'm gonna try to refrain for the Bro. rest of the show. It's just, <laughs> no, but dear. like it's it's so funny, dude. Like that thirst, that thirst of God. I I can't. I don't know how to read between the lines. I of like what's I just, acceptable of the thirst, and, and and that's fair. I just think that the way I will phrase it is that I like very powerful women. Fair enough. All right. And, and, and I'm just trying to empower them the best of my ability, which is being maybe a little skeezy. And maybe I should maybe scale it back a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope I no, didn't offend. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody's so outspoken, like all walks of life. Sure. Right. And then there's this change that's announced. And all the neckbeards, of course, like every every dark corner of YouTube and all those shitty thumbnails, like some uh, fucking spring to life. Yeah. And talking about like how the games is censoring, like like yet again. And like, granted, like their approach to the argument is shit and and harmful to the overall uh, dialogue that needs to happen. Yet. I mean, there is a nugget of like, hey, like, you know, it's like, it's just weird where we're drawing the line mm-hmm. of like, I mean, what you all are doing and Capcom knows what they're doing, like, especially since they <laughs> felt the need to do a follow up press release on her goddamn measurements. Like, That's, they know what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I see what you're saying. It's it's just weird what we're turning a blind eye to and feeding into and then what we're admonishing and condemning to an extent because like mm-hmm. no i'm glad i'm glad that like they made changes to where she's more than just a, se- a sex object which to to some extent you can even argue that like that would apply to lady d but like you know where people kind of found or otherwise uh, sought a common ground to where they also like did their thing i mean ever dude i don't know how many times i hear people getting hot and heavy for garris or like you know some of the more uh, like humanoid but otherwise wildly alien characters that don't have any traditional uh human anatomy to like gawk over i mean nonetheless like everybody's gonna get thirsty over something but like it's just weird where we're like drawing the line in the sand so i i just figured i'd, I'd get somebody's thoughts on that because um i found it to be a weird contrast <laughs> I mean, I mean, I saw the same thing with Smash just yesterday with like the Smash reveals, like the the very like busty Xenoblade characters, and like people getting shit on from there. But like, dude, when Sephiroth came out with a shirtless variant, ain't ain't none of y'all stopped to be like, I, <laughs> like every one of you pointing fingers went yum. So what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I guess in this regard, especially with Mass Effect, like I think that Miranda's introduction into that game, like 
that scene in particular does not really do anything for or against the story or overall what you're doing in the game. So them taking that out, I don't think it, it doesn't affect anything for me in terms of the game. Cause Mass Effect is all about the characters and the stories that they're telling. So I think that, I mean, yeah, she comes off as a little, you know, I, I guess in that introductory scene, like she's all about Shepard in a big, bad way, you know? Well, right. But there's times where she's, you know, where she's vulnerable, but, but, she's but, talking but, about but, her father and they're still going for those butt shots. But, but it's for a uh, reason. Like she's kind of playing that part to get close to Shepard, you know, yeah. initially until they start having that bond form, you know, like when she's talking about her father and talking about things in her life. So, but then you have stuff like Jax where Jax was originally pansexual, but they don't discuss that in the, in that version of the game. But now with the re-release, the, you know, new edition coming out, they can maybe at least say that or explore that a little bit more. Stuff like that, I think, is great. And I think it needs to be included. As long as I, it's kind of like filling in the character gaps that maybe we didn't have a chance to explore previously. Stuff like that should definitely be included. Whereas things that are taken out, as long as it's not affecting the overall story or the character arcs, I, I, I you know, that's my personal opinion. Um, I mean, yeah. so for what we know so far with legendary edition because it's basically it's it's bringing everything into one cohesive package there are a lot of tweaks and changes that were made later down the line in three that you can't really retroact into the original that's fair um, yeah from which what we're aware of like mm. any of the romance options that were laterly like they were later Mm -hmm. uh, along the line, they apparently there there's there's hints. There hasn't been anything definitive by EA and and Bioware as of yet, but they're hinting that it's going to that it's going to retroact some of those uh, opportunities with like Caden and uh, Talia and and whatnot. But mm -hmm. also that the same sex relationships are more or less just the freedom to be. Uh, pansexual and how you pursue these characters are are going to be available from the get go. Sure. Um, and then there's going to be even just from the gameplay tweaks. I mean, the like a lot of the refinements from aiming and the uh, the shoot aliasing from three is all going to uh, essentially encompass across all three adventures and their respective DLC. Um, just cover um there's apparently going to be a level cap at 60 uh so that way you don't really have to do like new game plus or anything and you can carry that across which i mean since it's all going to be one big ass fucking like a mat like just i mean each game is can be anywhere from 40 to fucking 80 hours in their own right absolutely so that totally makes sense yeah yeah um and then just a lot of other tweaks as far as the cooldowns and loading for the fucking Citadel elevators. Like, there's so much shit that they're changing, but, like, it presents a lot of opportunities to, like... Dude, like... Just imagine... If, like, I, I can only imagine if there was, like, a... Which, which is why I was expecting, like, Shinmu, that package, kind of do a similar thing, which yeah. it does to an extent. I just figured there'd be some new stuff added, and it doesn't. It just literally carries over, like, the few um, um, carryover features and dynamics that the Dreamcast versions had into one package, which is neat. So I, I just, I'm stoked that this is an available thing, but I really, 
can't appreciate that these optimizations are going to fucking like make what's going to be a really long and engrossing uh, game, especially with all the added content, uh, be as streamlined as possible. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm stoked for that. And yeah, um, and is is her name Jax or Jack? I thought it was Jack. It might be Jack. Did I say Jax? Because Jax is actually yeah. one of the. Uh... Like one of the um, like how Rex is like like one of their race, so yeah, Jack. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's Jack. I don't know. We might even get some epilogue shit to try to justify Andromeda. Who knows, man? I oh fuck, god damn it! Why? I forgot Why that was a thing. That? I forgot it was a thing. I really forgot it was a thing. I was just sitting here thinking that they won't bring back Mass Effect Three multiplayer, and I really wish they would because it was low key really good. Yeah. It was really I, good. I, I played a shit ton of Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, and it was dope. Um, but there's no way they're going to bring it back. There's no fucking way. No, in the, in the, in the world of stuff like... Dude, they couldn't even do... We, we were supposed to find out if Anthem was going to live or die. Uh, oh, like shit, you're week. right. And they still haven't said anything. They you're absolutely right. Anything, so I, no. I, I, I held on to my disc, man. I was hoping, man. I really was. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely I'm, right. Yikes. I'm still like debating whether or not I should grab it or if it's going to be like a chromehound situation and I it's yeah fucking... uh, I was going to say it's going to be like a um shit what's the other universe one at I war, universe at war well no I was trying to think of the disc I still have of the game they canceled or like cut off um uh, lawbreakers no no kind of like that but gearboxes uh, what was that fucking not... thing called it'll shit. come to you dude you'll have like a selena kyle ah uh, i like... know god damn it hold on i'm gonna find it out real quick um ed now that you get all three games in one convenient package are you finally going mm-hmm. to feel like any sort of interest in doing this you can do this with us again this time we can do another games club and talk about the changes what's and this you don't have to worry <clears throat> about doing all three games or what? dlc it's what massive mass effect yeah. No. <laughs> oh. no defend. Defend. Hell, done. No. no. Nope. No, I, I have oh. never been interested in Mass Effect. Now, are 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 you into Bioware stuff in general? No, not not in general. No. Okay. Mm. I've never okay. really been a fan of their stuff. Okay. And I've got like Jade Empire and stuff, right? But like, it never really oh. did it for me. And that's actually a pretty good cut right there. Like Jade Empire, I think would be. That or like Kotor, you know, like one or yeah. the other. Like if you don't get into those, then you're probably not gonna be into their whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Cause, like I feel you though, because like uh, Mass Effect is stolen my shit, but Dragon Age is like just weird. But like, some people I, that that they are like into Dragon Age. Yeah. Into it. Like, um. But, yeah, but they're. I I I have discovered that the Dragon Age crowd is way hornier than the Mass Effect crowd. Hey so, man, like, more more power true. to you. More power to you. So it's I I know there it's it's a weird episode, but like it all fits. Um, we've been we've been yeah, locked man. up for over a year. We're just we're just yeah. letting things go the way they're gonna go. Yeah, dude, um, you gotta get it where you can. Um, uh, but I'm I'm kind of sad, dude. There's still no interest, even if we all played it together and like. Mm, I would tell you what, I would play it and let Ed make choices for me as I'm playing it. There you Dude, go. I'd be so down. <laughs> Do it. Just, I'm saying. I, that's the thing. I want to go, I want to go full Renegade in this, because like, I always told myself, I'm going to do a Renegade playthrough. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. This is chance. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, dude, here's your chance. Uh, if anything, or fuck it. Yeah, dude, let's just do Twitch plays, except Twitch is just Ed. 
<laughs> just like, I, I want I want the like the most half ass like yeah sure do that. Wait, can we said, fucking do that? Can we make the character just like horrifically fugly like? Uh, I mean, it, I it's 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 up dead. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, I as long as we don't cross in a monster factory he, territory, he like, would make us get. The, the only yeah, rule I, is that the slider has to be either all the way to the right or all the way to the left. There is nothing in the middle. <laughs> no, in between. <laughs> He's gonna make us go into the Mako and just stay there. The whole game's gonna be us just <laughs> in the Mako. Come on, we gotta get it bouncing in on the this. fucker around. Fucking, there's no helix fossil to fuck around with here, man. Um, well, I'm excited for Legendary Edition. I was, I, I gotta admit, I did not see that coming. Um, oh, I did. I, <laughs> I, I would really like to see some of the uh, changes make, but like that, I can totally see. It's, I don't know. Um, we're kind of, we're kind of seeing this uh, new shift where, uh, we're seeing games as a service. I mean, even Nintendo's at it with fucking Animal Crossing. And I can totally see EA, like basically where they missed the ball on Anthem, um, mm-hmm. they they might just redirect that attention towards Mass Effect. Like I I totally foresee uh we're gonna find a way to salvage Andromeda. Like I can see Andromeda being added to Legendary Edition with refinements, like a Master and... Chief Collection, probably. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely see that. I would it would be fucking bonkers, but believe me. If there's any way to recoup some of that lost will and get like people to talk about Mass Effect again and get Bioware to be relevant, like in all honesty, that's the way to do it. Um, I kind of want to take the last bit of opportunity in news to talk more about Nintendo Direct. I really wanted to talk about this, how shitty Six Days in Fallujah that whole news is, to, in, mm. in all honesty, but I feel like you know, maybe we have kind of skirted the political spectrum a little bit more than we normally do as of late. So I'm just going to leave it at the fact that in my personal opinion, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's dog shit that of all the uh, propagandic fucking tools to use for uh, just going out and and selling this fucking wet dream for uh, American militarism, that this uh this is the last game that you should do some sort of uh soldier fantasy on um especially the events that took place there and everything is nothing short of a blight on on everything that we stand for and like i i can go on but it's it is it's been dropped for a reason it mm-hmm. it's been abandoned for a reason and then when you talk about the fact that you want to explore like the hardship of war in the same breath that you're saying and promising that you're going to deliver an apolitical experience fuck you you're where are you getting this from who is it going to be apolitical to and and to that effect what story are you trying to tell and what kind of disservice is it going to be to the real people affected and who the fuck did you get involved outside of the people like i don't of all the games where, like, we I've heard plenty of uh, perspectives for um, how the military is portrayed, especially from uh, uh, individuals like John Phipps of uh, Super Informed Gamescast, uh, hashtag, uh, or not hashtag, I'm sorry, Twitter handle Mr. Negative. Um, while his perspective and many of those like us are those who served and with all due respect to them, they're, they're not the perspectives I want to hear or be explored. And, and really we should have the foresight to fucking uh, understand that. And it sucks too, because like a conversation was happening with Rami 
uh, who like I I adore and love Rami, and I I really hate that that conversation went as sour as it did on Twitter the other day, because he has every right to be angry and frustrated. And while it did go in a shitty direction with oppression Olympics between other areas that we need to work on, um, this fucking game doesn't need to exist. It's it's like what are you trying? If like if you're if you're trying to cowtail like the bigger um, stories here then you've just got another fucking, like, army fatigue shooter in a, like, cesspool of army fatigue shooters uh, currently out in the market. Fuck off. And, like, that that's my two cents. I would just say play Spec Ops. Yeah, exactly. Spec Ops already fucking told this story and did it well. So this is like, basically just an army shooter, then? I guess, but we're gonna see the harsh reality of war and its effect, and, like, fuck off like that of all the times to like of all the uh, real events and what took what went what went down there no i don't know man it's... part part of me can appreciate the i guess the intention to do something like that to paint a picture that isn't glorifying necessarily but like i said with spec ops like i like that at least it takes a stance of the psychological uh, of that, but it also is in a fictional, a fictional, may, exactly. may, may, maybe possibly inspired by real life scenarios, but you know, still a fictional setting. And I think you kind of have to do that. At least, I mean, not having served, not having that experience, I won't speak too much on that, but I think that, you know, there has to be a common place of we will respect it to the point where we won't talk about real things. I mean, games are made to be an escape. They're made to be an experience that is in the imaginary, not necessarily in the real. So, I don't know. It, 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 it is a balance that you have to kind of really play up, and I think it, it's difficult, but uh, yeah, not knowing much about this project, like I have no clue about what this is. I just think it's Konami being tone deaf at this point. Well, it's not. It's not. No, see, so Konami was originally behind this. So Konami this is not Konami. Oh, I this see. Not okay. This was picked up again 11 years later. Like by, this was by this by, was, by by whom though? Uh Peter Tatum and like some uh uh Destineer, which Destineer for the most part I remember them for doing like shitty fucking like um uh licensed games for the Nintendo DS. Mm. Um oh. so I don't know where like they came back, but like they have ties to um, U.S. funding. So um, I don't know, man. Just this whole like, like a lot of military games skew towards this American savior um, tone in their storytelling. This is the absolute wrong worst story to do that with. We and that's what really like fucking gets me. Mm-hmm. So and and like when being called out on it. To just like play stupid and be like, oh well, that I mean, that's not our aim. Like we're really, we just want to show the hard. Like, what do you mean? We're like, do you think war just happens? Like, there's a mm-hmm. cause and effect, you dumbass. Like, fucking, I don't know. Um, so there's my two cents. I do not feel as though it is gonna be handled with any of the tact that it should be, nor the people that I believe that should be involved are involved. So. Mm-hmm. My two cents. Um, I'll leave that at your discretion to look at. And if you, hmm. I don't know, it just it, it's a touchy subject, but I just kind of wanted to like share like my thoughts on it a little bit more. Um, 
I kind of think it's cool that Famicom Detective Club is getting localized and being and translated for uh, Nintendo Switch. That was, that was super, super random, but yeah, I can, I can get behind that. There's a transition. Um, yeah, I like it. A... it. It was flawless, too. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so Peppa Pig. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Um... <laughs> ne- hey, next character in Smash? Yeah, I'm down. All about it, dude. Got to get that Project M uh, hat going. But yeah, there was like a, it was an abandoned project on uh, romhack.net. But this was something that uh, the people in the um, hacking scene were looking into localizing, translating the games. But just, uh, it's funny, there's a joke that like people are like, dude, the the long rumored Switch remake is probably going to come out before this thing ever gets finished. And holy shit, it did. And I am super stoked, but I'm really bummed that um, we'll never get that um, that locally uh, that that like uh, that pioneer translation patch that people were uh, working on. I don't know. It's it's gone the way of uh, Princess Crown, and Ooh. I don't know. Gra- Grandia Grandia just got its uh, translation done, so we can only hope that Princess oh. Crown is next. Um. But yeah, man, Famicom Detective Club, that looked dope, and it was totally out of nowhere. Um, you guys stoked for any of the other reveals? Anybody got to catch the direct before we get into once in your console? I did see a bit of it, yeah. Um, I'm stoked about No More Heroes. I am absolutely on board. I haven't bought the, the, the re-released ones on the Switch yet, but I'm going to for sure. Um, but yeah, They're No More Heroes 3. You should. Good, good. I, I have the whatever the Switch release game was. I bought that. Whatever oh, the hell that's uh, called. Travis Strikes Again. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. It's fun. It's okay. And, you know, I mean, from the little bit I played of it. Um, Yeah, I have no clue about the character in Smash, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it's a Xenoblade character, I think? Yeah, they're, they're Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2 characters. And I don't okay. know if it's the same. I don't know if they're doing, like, a, which would make no sense given the whole vibe of Ultimate. I think they're two different separate characters, but... The trailer mm. made it seem like a it had a Zelda chic thing going on where they switch off, which, but I, I don't know. Which which they do, like they have like the mirror or whatever the thing is where they can like do a different version of a character, like a palette swap kind of a thing. Um I don't yeah. know. I mean I mean I uh, Smash is Smash. Uh golf sword. Well, and that and that's the thing too. Like, yeah, like it, it I agree with you wholeheartedly, like They've come up with some really like out of nowhere characters, but yeah, Lost Sword. I don't know. I don't get isn't it. He, isn't Steve even a sword character? I haven't got the chance to fuck with Steve, but I think he I mean, I mean, he, he's probably got like a torch or like something along those lines, probably. Um. So I mean, I... golf looked golf looked cool. Uh, no Metroid, which I was like, that's the only reason why people were hoping it was going to be a good direct was Bro, Metroid, and it didn't happen. It's the anniversary of Metroid. <laughs> I know, I know. 30, 35 years, dude. Oh, yes, like, uh, Skyward uh, Sword HD, too. Oh, uh, it looks so bad, though. Even HD, it looks... Uh, no thanks, I mean, I'm it good. It looks okay. I just... Mm. I, I was like... All, right, I, all I was for was just like, all right, how do they optimize this for buttons? I I want to yeah. know. They have yeah, them. That's they have them. <laughs> that's going to be the question. I've never really liked Skyward Sword as it is anyway, so... Fair. Right, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. 
it, like it's not like people always shit on the fact I'm like oh the controls ruined and otherwise great I'm like really though like I I got used to the control like if you have motion plus like it's not that bad I uh, dude I I've been a staunch defender of well, motion controls well e even like the director said like a lot of the elements of that game went into Breath of the Wild you know I mean it was a transitional game but still like it had some merit yeah also but, like, also it's to also be... very recycled it's it's like well. Like, I don't know, in, in in the analog of how, like, the Wii U is definitely the prototype of what would be the Switch, in that regard, like, they're, like it, the game at some point, like, the spectacle is so lost when you have to do everything over and over again in this small, confined world, which is weird because you're in this big sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a bit ironic. Uh, you, I'm sorry, Ed, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, to be fair, by the way, um, uh, Motion Plus was required for that game. Right, and it works, fair, and fair. it totally works. I like okay, people shit Looks on the one to one, well. but like I don't, I don't. Me personally, my experiences is who I what I recall. Like my Wiimote with motion plus, like and required it, but my Wiimote didn't really let me down. Like I felt, like I don't know, man. Like I don't know if I just had a good calibrated setup or whatnot, but I the motion controls never really got on my nerves to that extent. It was just <laughs> you, the, you didn't have a candle in front of your motion. Like sensor. <laughs> oh, good lord! Jesus, I remember um, that being a real legit concern. Like people were like, "My Wii isn't working." I was like, "Do you have candles near your entertainment center?" They're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's the problem." All right, time is to. Is that really an issue? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, time, like time move, to... move your fucking Yankee candle and let's like you know. It's time to light up. my Etsy candles and play the Wii like I, I do every no Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Fucking Google dive. Just yeah, deep dive, out. deep dive into candles and motion bars and yeah, cats. It all, it also. all has to do with the infrared uh, radiation that uh, they emit. Yep. Yep. That's hilarious. I had dude, no I'm fucking clue. yeah. It was a real thing back in the day. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. I get get my crystals and my astrology books. It's gonna be a good night for a Wii. Good night. I for don't know, Wii. man. It's just. Damn. So that transition to the button layout, though, like, with all due respect, that shit, they, they went from like, okay, here's this annoying, like, motion-heavy game, we're gonna lay it out on buttons, they they just basically made Zelda into Quap. Like, that shit just like, felt so... <laughs> if only. They fucking should, man. Lean into oh, it even harder. You, you put it that way, it kind of hurts. I kind of want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just with the right analog, I'm just like, if you do downward this way, then it's the downward strike. I mean, I, I guess, like, I don't know. I tried to, like, I, I didn't replay back that explanation, but um, with the angled strikes of, of how they would still, like, keep the sword, which, I don't know. And this whole, like, this whole erasure of, of Link's left-handed heritage and history, it's gotta mm -hmm. go. That's it's gotta fair. fucking go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I I don't know I we were all we were all craving Zelda, um, but Nintendo Nintendo sold enough Switch units to have the audacity to be like, it's coming. Like that's we have it. we have nothing new to announce. Sorry. Well, and that's why that's yeah. exactly why I sounded satisfied, but not necessarily excited. Bringing it up. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Like there's there's some other Zelda. Like I would love a Zelda portable collection. Like, give me, give me all four of the big Zelda Game Boy titles. I'd be down for that. They've been, uh, the, the, cool, the, yeah. the, the eShop's been killing it. Like, Link's Awakening. Yeah, I was gonna say, the eShop's been killing it on the SNK, like, Neo Geo Pocket releases. Like, why the fuck not? And those aren't even, like, remastered anything. They're just the releases. 
they, man like, i would on those are fucking great too i would yeah, yeah. love it if they were to bring like fasale and the two metal slugs out that'd be fantastic well and, and a lot of people are saying like on twitter like buy those games buy them on eShop, and it'll tell them like hey we want this stuff you know like it'll Dude, it'll send a clear message before consoleizer already i just i finally i've been fucking with my game gear consoleizer and i found out that like if i do the h and v sync for uh the mcwill vga no matter what i do i'm gonna get screen pairing which like when you're playing sonic and you just suddenly see palm trees split apart as you're <laughs> running it's it's too much like screen tear is just too bad um so uh. apparently there's a way to get just the rgb output at the original game gear resolution for 240p and fuck it, I'm setting it off to get modded again. I want that. I can't stand the screen tear. Um, but Neo Geo, uh, Wonder Swan, and there was some progress made on the DS. Turns out, like, this Brazilian hacker uh, was fucking around with the DS missing its top screen. And there's some shit in there put by Nintendo. There's some traces where you can get composite output. <laughs> fucking, uh, that's all from the bottom screen. So you can basically turn your DS into like a Wii U where like the top screen can like output with composite quality. Now they're just trying to see if they can get like a digital output to at least get it scaled to 40p. Um, but uh, Woozle64 I think saw and like uh, the DS consoleizer kit might um, come out faster than we think, which would be neat. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd be down to just like hack my Wii U at this point to just run DS games, which eShop isn't really killing anything for there at that point, other than the uh, dope music. Which hmm. where's where's our dope eShop music on the Switch, Nintendo? Where the yeah, fuck is? Hey, it? you got Mario running and shit. That's all you need. No, no, I ain't about that. Uh, any other Nintendo Direct announcements that we want to like cover real quick before we move on? I mean, yeah, Skyward Sword. Um, I mean, Splatoon three. I'm. I like Splatoon, but I kind of want like a real. If it if it gave me like a real ass single player mode, like. In an open world, which I kind of got that vibe. I don't know. I'd be all they, about it. I kind of felt like everyone was leaning towards a battle royale Splatoon, which I think they might actually try doing. Um, with that netcode, no. Well, fuck yeah, you had to sync up three phones to work it. Yeah. <laughs> god, <laughs> oh damn. god. Ooh. Yeah, dude, they're they're like there are phone farms like being ran in Utah with better fucking stability <laughs> than whatever mm-hmm. Nintendo's running. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a recent news where, like, we're finally going to upgrade the 28 servers that we had going. I'm like, dude, what? Like, what? Like, I, I, I don't even... Man, like, the PolyStation Wi-Fi probably had more going on for it than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, 28... I count them. One, 28. 28 server like since for, for Nintendo days. for Nintendo yeah for Nintendo. wow mm-hmm. and the question oh is is like God. how many of those like, are like gateway 2000s or something dude it They're, all they are like, they are Dell Inspiron 5600s hooked up together <laughs> oh, all, no. all those instances of like playing uh, the Knights Wii sequel and Mario Kart fucking Wii and Brawl all of it just made makes so much more sense now yeah, it's like a high yeah. school computer lab mm-hmm. it's Be- better Jesus. i mean i mean that that's actually better than what they have oh uh, yeah, seriously well, i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to whatever uh 
if they can get some of that sweet Super Nintendo World money in and and kind of uh, upgrade their infrastructure, um, I'd be down. But more importantly, guys, I've learned that the real Nintendo Switch Pro was the uh, friends we made along the way. So, God, I hate everything. That's yeah. That's I. I don't know, man. Uh, we we might get a new Switch Lite two before we get a Pro. Uh... <laughs> the real thirst comes from this Switch Pro nonsense. I'm 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 okay with what the Switch is right now. We don't need another. Yeah, one so, yeah, so like soon, Switch. Like... It's I it, want is it, it. No, don't need it, man. Fuck it. You don't. You don't need. Re... God damn it. You don't need retracing now. Oh, no, man. Like we got ray tracing on the Super Nintendo. What do you? What do you? What do you mean? Well, okay. This is true. Um, but anyway, all right. I think it's about time we talk about what we've been playing and 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 kind of get all I, over that. I I really do want to know what's in some people's consoles because there's a game here that says Vitamin Connection. I want to know yeah, is, it, is it is it is it is it C is it D is it B like which one are we talking about? What vitamins are we rocking here? What supplements like are a, you working with? Sounds hey, like a you, pyramid you reading, scheme. You were reading my language. I really wanted to start with Ed because Ed I, poor I, Ed. We couldn't get him to play Mass Effect. We couldn't get him. I, I need to hear what's going on, dude. What are you playing? What's in your console? Oh man, there is all kinds of stuff in my console these days. Um, especially since, uh, well, wasn't Capcom Arcade Stadium announced at the uh, during was. the Connect as well? It, it debuted in the uh, yeah, like it was so made immediately available. <laughs> yeah, and we've been both playing it. Um, yeah. In fact, right now, so without getting the bundles, you can get all three bundles for forty bucks. Um, or fifty fifty-four Canadian. Yeah, mm. that's oof. I would I would I don't know if I'd buy I don't know if I'd buy the first bundle I was looking at it. I don't think I'd buy the first one. Dude, if you're a purist that like enjoys the history like yeah. aspect of like the preservation aspect of it, I, I went for all of it just because there's. I mean, then, it's a ten dollar like, difference, I guess. Right, but even then, it, my curiosity also kind of stemmed towards the emulation of it, mm. uh, because there's two things, and like I was kind of getting into it, and I was kind of trying to look that up with Ed, um, but weirdly enough. Because Capcom's really got to get their money. This whole fucking thing is powered with the RE engine, which is uh, weird. Um, so there's that. But man, a lot of the emulation's a uh, very hit and miss. Um, so I'm kind of curious to hear what you've been playing, Ed, on it. Because I've only gotten a chance to fuck around with three games, and only one of them has some uh, a poo-poo uh, quality in the performance, but I, I had to tweak it a little bit to get something better. Alright, well, which one do you think you've gotten the poo-poo with? Uh, 19XX. Yeah. Um, and the... Okay, go for it. What makes it bad? <laughs> uh, the inconsistent frame rate and the stittery like jitteriness, but then I realized that um, I ran it at uh, a max scale 
uh, outside of its intended um, uh, resolution size. So, like, I put it back not to the original arcade, but at least to uh, Letterbox, and yeah. it started performing better. But like, just but come on, like, dude, we're we're in the day and age where like, uh, like homebrew pioneers, like especially on the Mister front, are getting integer scaling, like performing at a fucking click that like there, there's no difference. So like, I just imagine like with the resources and knowledge of the people like at home, like this insider fucking like these insider hands at work, that we'd get something a little bit better. I don't know. Um. I was like discussing um, some performance as well with like uh, Street Fighter 2, which I get to get to mess around with. And also I uh, noticed some really weird changes that people were also talking about too. They don't make or break, but it's, I mean, again, it just, it, it, it's all about acclimating and, and optimizing for like a more forward thinking audience. Right. Um, do you guys know, did you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, uh, not, not a hundred percent on the Street Fighter end of things i've only been playing the shoot 'em ups <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Which the, the 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 all-in pack when you think of it is it's worth it's uh worth its weight um if if you're paying like three dollars for each shmup in the set too right so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that's that's that was my rationale behind it um but yeah go go ahead tell me a little more about this so in street fighter 2 uh e honda stage has the rising sun completely removed in the background. Okay. It's not there anymore. Also, uh, Fei Long's, um, the, uh, the Chinese, the original Chinese flag um, that was there is now uh, the newer Chinese Republic flag imagery. Uh, weirdly enough, though, and I don't know, it's because communism is just currently hot right now, like everybody's down for it. Uh, Zangief's fucking, like, sickle and shit... That that's still there. Hammer and sickle has not been fucked with. Is the bear still there? Yeah, the bear's still there. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I because I am very uh, anti bear. With that said, like I found that was kind of interesting. With the uh, you know they they did that switch um, sort of redux for Street Fighter Two. It was an Ultimate Street Fighter Two or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they removed the sickle there and changed the Soviet flag to like the current Russian one. Oh, that's so. I haven't gotten a chance to mess with it, but the way I think about it. Um, I think Arcade Steam was also touted to be like a like a worldwide ass release, like yeah. territories that like Street Fighter actually has not really been in before. So that in that regard, and like even Val was kind of like schooling me. I'm like, dude, like that that imagery of the rising sun, especially for those who like have been affected from the time where that was used in uh, some of the imperialist uh, imperialist times, like it, it left some scars. So. I had no mm. idea. Although, to be fair, the Japanese Navy still flies that flag. Yeah, which is... You know what, man? I More kudos to at least acknowledging that there there could be some cultural... Like, like if there's any sort of... Like, I don't know. The, the, the people throwing this goddamn shit fit over the lack of that, that sun. I mean, you still have the man, like, throwing that Hanafuda at you. It doesn't look, uh... It doesn't look as, uh legit as it did before but it's still there like a lot of the effects and the pageantry of the stage are, are still there so i don't mm. know mm. um but I, I will say that giga wing turned out a lot better than i expected yeah dude same well okay so like and, and giga wing is found like it's warmed its way into my heart as one of like my favorite capcom 
uh, shoot 'em ups, especially like with the way I have it set up because of uh, my Dreamcast and the way it outputs RGB through forced VGA and patching of games that didn't initially get it. Um, I was able to get Gigawing and Gigawing 2. I mean, Gigawing's fine, I think. Just it has natural VGA support. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that Gigawing 2 is the one I believe I had to patch. Um, but yeah, Gigawing is like people shit on that game and they shouldn't. Like it is. Oh, okay. I have the PAL version that I patched for NTSC. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. See. <laughs> That's I. I knew I had to do something fucking weird. That, that anyway, that'd be why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, and it plays amazingly, and I've like it's one of my, it's become one of my favorite Dreamcast games. So yeah, aside from like my my disc copy that I have for my like plain old S video Dreamcast, and then the VGA RGB one, um, that is a game that I feel like did was really lost in the shuffle, especially like and Ed and I have talked about this against other Capcom shooters that I do not know why they have the following they do, like fucking Mars Matrix. Yeah, Mars like, Matrix and, is the kind of game dumb. where. You, you have to purchase upgrades in order to make it further. Otherwise, it's kind of impossible. Well, yeah, it's got, like, that weird, like, I, I call that the Gradius effect. The I feel shop. like all those fucking... No, no. Him. What what I'm getting at is that you have to keep, you have to grind through the game to get credits to open up the kind of options that are required in order to make efficient progress. Otherwise, oh, gotcha. it's just kind of like a solid wall of difficulty that doesn't really work so well. Uh, but I will say, though, that I don't like the the Dreamcast version of Gigawing. It's always been really sluggish. The sound has been completely overblown. And the arcade version that's in the uh, the cast release here is, is way, way better produced. Like, it's it's not blowing so, out my ears. I need to check it out. I wasn't in a hurry to because I have plenty of Gigawing, but I think I know exactly why. Dude, because we got the shitty version of Wing. Like, the U.S. version... Those are all false. Play the PAL version, which I know you've been fucking with PAL Mega Drive and PAL PS2. Japanese. Have... I've got the Japanese version as well. See, so the Japanese version uh, is like, okay, so Virgin Interactive did the 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 port for Gigawing, and they actually tweaked and fit fix a lot of the stuff. It's actually it's weirdly the superior version. I'll have to, like, I, I promise you, uh, I'll totally do a capture of it or a Twitch, like, because I want to do um, a shitload of Thomas Wave games got released again, so I want to do Dreamcast of Thomas Wave 2, and I've, like, optimized my streaming settings a little bit more. Uh, among those, I'm also, I've got some light guns on the way, so you guys can check out some Extreme Hunting, because Extreme Hunting 1 and 2 are among the uh, Thomas Wave ports, <laughs> so we definitely got to fucking uh, get in on that. Uh, Dolphin Blue has been patched and fixed. I live in Ohio. It's all extreme hunting around here. <laughs> it's all, never not extreme hunting. Um, yeah, but there's there's a ton of uh, Thomas Wave games that like I that definitely merit a part two. Um, and I will absolutely sneak uh, some giggling in there um, so that you can see and hear the difference. But um, I I would not be surprised if I booted that arcade stadium uh, port and it plays like the pal version but yeah i'm glad you uh, dude i love that dumb game you were shitting on it i believe a couple months ago and you're like fuck that game so like... <laughs> yeah no the also there's uh very little input delay as well that's one thing that bothered me about the dreamcast version is that there was noticeable delay in uh in a lot of its inputs and it's just not here so all i've noticed emulation issue wise from the games that i played um 
some tearing and some uh, inconsistent frame rates. But uh, all the games I played, because like it's a big driving point, and like I told you, I'm in this fucking kick, is um, uh, all been in uh, vertical orientation for Tate. So oh, yeah. I don't know if that like I haven't I have not played anything landscape on an arcade stadium. Um, except for Street Fighter. I did I did fuck with Street Fighter for uh, a hot minute so I can see what everybody was talking about. Street Fighter played great. Um I have no complaints over there, but yeah, I mean I don't I think it's like thirty games overall in the package. Yeah. Well thirty two I think in total if you count the two freebies. They're all yes. Uh they're all individually emulated. So it's totally understandable that um, it's totally understandable that they have um, not not every game has had a solid performance. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's not bad. But let's let's talk about what's actually been in my console here, um, just right quick. Um. Uh, where's my list? It's kind of okay. So first up, Project Starship X. Um, been playing a ton of that game. I put like a hundred hours into this game between the three different versions, and it's probably the best shoot 'em up to be released this um, this decade. <laughs> um, and like at the end of last decade, I would say like it's it's up there. It's it's one of the better ones to come out. Um, between the first Project Starship and this one, it's so night and day that they're practically not the same game. I, I, I bought the first one on Switch and thought it was the one that you were reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't know at the time. I was like, oh, the, that's why. Okay. The new one is out. I will say the Switch version yeah. is uh, probably the, the least effective of the three to convey the sort of experience that it's looking for because there's some long load times and there's some, uh, some frame rate hangs when uh, certain uh, boss phases happen. So it makes things a little difficult there, but it's still pretty fun. Uh, I've been playing the PS4 version most recently, uh, mm. because I got the physical version of it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing it for me. But if you want the best way to play the game, it's obviously going to be on PC. So, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend, I, I, I'll recommend that game any, any chance I get. I think it's on sale on Steam, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, chances are very good. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you don't have it yet, get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, ADA uh, Damashi is a, um, a release that Limited Run did for the, uh, PlayStation 4. They did, like, a, um, like a classic edition. It came with, like, a a Neo Geo-style shock box. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not exactly smitten with that game because it was basically just the PS2 game being thrown onto a PS4 disc. Um, and even the visuals aren't aren't cleaned up so it's basically playing a 480i ps2 game on a uh, Ooh, newish tv yeah it's it it's not a great transfer <laughs> he said ooh. <laughs> ew <laughs> so um i'll have more thoughts on that when i when i do a, like a proper live stream on it like the games are fun and there's like five games and if you want to get the ps2 version it'll cost you like 400 bucks um so it's obviously a better buy in that sort of respect but like i don't know it's um it's got twinkle star sprites at least but like the dreamcast version is better (laughs) um 
Now, Vitamin Connection is another yes. release that uh, Limited Run did. We got the uh, the collector's version of that. Comes with some nice extras, which we'll cover in a, an upcoming video. Um, and uh, the thing about that one is, I think it's like the best co-op game on the Switch at this point. Wow. Uh, especially even to if you're into like side scrollers. The idea is is that each player uh, holds the Joy-Con in a different kind of way. So like player one holds the Joy-Con vertically, and player two holds it horizontally. And so while player one moves the ship around the screen and fires the weapon, player two has to tilt the ship and aim the weapon. So you really got to be sort of <sighs> on each other's the... page in order for you to make God decent damn. progress. Um, it can make or break a, re a relationship. Yes, <laughs> it could. I was going to say, this is like, yeah, relationship uh, simulator. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Stipper Clips. Yes, but like, yeah. in a lot of ways, but like yeah, a yeah. side-scrolling shooter. Yeah, that's Fuck, so dope. That's, that is crazy. Really... I'll have yeah. to check this out. And it's a way-forward like... game, too. So, I oh. mean, you can't really go wrong with that. Uh, it's got a really bumping soundtrack. Um, it, it gives me like serious Katamari vibes when it comes mm -hmm. down to its soundtrack, so that's always a good thing. Um, and it's you know bright and colorful, all that fun stuff. So if you're looking for a game to play with your significant other or good buddies, uh, that's a that's a great way to go about it. Um, the or, last... or someone or someone you might want to break up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I imagine uh, if you've been drinking, it's even better. So... <laughs> There you go, man. I love it. Uh, so that's, that's pretty that's good. Tr true trust fall is just a vitamin connection. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> uh, Super Rare Games sent along a game called Eda for us to check out. And without going too far into it, if you like adventure games, a la, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would I would liken it to like, um, it's, it's like The Legend of Zelda, kind of, mm. but like as a bullet hell game. So you've got an exploration phase Aww. where you uh, navigate this world, a uh, top-down perspective. Um, oh, there's a t there's a touch of Metroidvania in there too, because certain uh, certain areas have to be opened up with certain acquired weapons. Um, and while the exploration, you're not dealing with any sort of enemies. It's purely for uh, for like area progression and finding uh, secrets and stuff like that. Uh, each area that you'll ex explore has a number of bosses that you have to take out as well. And uh, you need to take out a certain amount of bosses in order to make it to the end of the game. And uh, you don't have to do them in any specific order, though. You can choose whatever order you want to do these bosses based on how you how comfortable you are with uh, facing off with them. Um, excellent game. And uh, the, the bosses are super, super challenging. Um, but I will say it's a little on the short side. I, I was able to get through it uh, within, you know, a day and a, a day and a half of play. So wait, so when you explore uh, top-down perspective, you're not doing combat, but when you get into combat, it gets into like a shoot 'em up. It's still twin. It's, it's still shoot 'em up, like it's bullet hell style, and it's twin stick and uh, in, in control. Yeah. Um, you because know, what you're saying totally for some reason it felt like you, it reminded me of this Game Boy Advance game that does something almost Sig exactly like Sigma yeah. Star Saga, right? Yeah. I, I still want to review that, but I haven't found a, an adequate way to cover it. Um, man, that's crazy. I'll have to check that one out too. And it's pretty good. Like I would, I would definitely recommend checking that out. And it's super somber too. Like without going too far into into the details, um, it'll it'll make you feel things. Hmm. Dude, I. 
hey man, I'm all for it. We're we're all about trying to get you to play our feely feel games. I'll <laughs> play your feely feel games. Like fucking cool, man. Um, all right, and I'll like say this. I'll say final last thing. Ketsui Death Label for the Nintendo oh, dude, DS. Oh, you and me have been butt buddies. We'll talk about Ketsu in a different episode. That for sure. Like, I've um, gotten I've gotten to be Ed's butt buddy on it. It's a fucking dope shoot 'em up. We'll say that uh, it's not the Ketsui you think it is. Uh, it it is a, a like a boss rush style game. Uh, so you're not going to be going through the stages in the same sort of progression that you might think. But it does boss rush the right way. Uh, because there are eight distinct phases that you'll go through, each with multiple uh, challenges and difficulties. So you'll put a fair amount of uh, of effort and time into the game, despite it being, an, you know, just inherently a boss rush. Good deal. All right, Sean, what is in your console, buddy? Give oh, it to us. Man, where do I start? It's been... T- Ten years since I've played video games. Oh my no. god! <laughs> no, I'm just ten saying. years worth. Yeah. No. Um. So so he starts with what? Yeah. Um, oh god! What was ten years ago like? Oh, dude, have you guys heard of this game called Bioshock Infinite? Oh uh, yeah, actually. Oh, I gotta finish that. Anyway. You really um, don't. I don't. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll save the trouble zone. All right. I'll, well, I'll keep that where it is then. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what I was also playing 10 years ago that I'm playing now is actually World of Warcraft. Um, I decided mm-hmm. to jump on the uh, Shadowlands train, and I gotta say, I'm really uh, enjoying it. Um, I agree with a lot of other buds that I play with that it's uh, it, it's got a lot of the uh, it's got a lot of Burning Crusade vibes. Like it's just kind of a, a stranger in a strange land. Uh, kind of scenario whereas a lot of the other uh, expansions were just kind of like oh hey look there's pandas down south now oh look there's uh, admirals and <laughs> yeah yeah there's admirals <laughs> and trolls over here on these islands up oh, the burning yeah. legions back so this is the first time that it seems like they've really just delved into uh, much more original scenery than than mm-hmm. they have in past expansions uh the only thing that I would say that kind of bugs me about it, and this is honestly, I can't even necessarily say this is a complaint, but the uh, the end game content has become uh, it's. I mean, it really is a little more endless than it ever has been. Like between uh, it's a, like endless, semi endless dungeon called uh, Torghast, uh, Tower of the Damned. Uh, it's basically a little different each time that you play certain levels in it. Uh, and but just a bunch of other uh, raid scenarios, which I mean, that's just kind of usually what you get. But um, yeah, don't they kind of have to do that though? Because isn't the main criticism of a lot of what WoW is that you get to the end game and then it's like, what else do I do now? Pretty much, like, and they kind of have to make it more like randomly generated, so at least it's somewhat different. Because you'll you'll power through and get to the end game, and you're like, oh, now what? You yeah, know. exactly. And mm-hmm. I mean, this has been my chief complaint, too, is that you can't like once you finish the uh, so-called endgame content, it's like, OK, yeah. well, if you and I get it, it's a, it's an MMO, you're supposed to play it with other people, but you usually sure. hit that wall to where, OK, well, shit, what do I do now? Because it's like you, you have to join a guild or you have to play with other people yes. for yes. In, in order to expand and in order to progress, whereas now, I- yeah. Yeah, because I deal with that a lot in Destiny, where you get to a certain point, if you're playing it solo, you have no option but to play with people or dedicate six plus hours or four plus hours to do a raid, and I just exactly. don't have the ability to do it, yeah. 
and, and timed events have become like the new currency in that in that whole thing time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> having time <laughs> exactly yeah. who has time mm-hmm. especially right, this right. year or last year but yeah. um no and that wall still technically exists but mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a lot harder to hit like between again Torghast and just um the way that they have the world quest system set up oh and the covenants um basically uh for those of uh, for those of you folks who are into it and or at least know something of it, like uh, i I'm, I'm a death knight uh naturally it's just always kind of been my go-to class since it came out and mm-hmm. uh I had to be a cliche and join Maldraxxus. So it's a, just a land full of dead things and spooky abominations and skeletons and shit. And it's it's awesome. And the mm-hmm. uh, the expansion of the story, too. The only thing that I don't like about the way that they expanded the story is that you basically to get uh, any sort of extended uh, amount of uh, story, you have to play basically a character in each separate covenant. So if you want to say like, if you want to get the full picture of what's going on in uh, Shadowlands lore, then for lack of better words, you'll basically have to play with like four different characters in one in each covenant. And that can, but again, I mean, you got more content, so hooray. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like if you want to get like more stuff to do, I guess, then yeah. they at least give you that. Hey man, at least wow is still like, I don't know. I, I would say between all the other uh, big player MMOs, I mean, 14 is finally picking up, like, 14 is getting kind of crazy with their story, though, from what I hear. Oh, yeah, but like they've made it more accessible than ever. Like I keep mm-hmm. yeah. really twiddling my thumbs there. You should at least uh, get the free bits because, like, you can play all the way up through the end of um... Shadowbringers. I think, right? Not Shadowbringers. Uh, Heaven's Word for free. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, in that alone. Fuck, that's like twenty hours. That's a good chunk. That like if twenty I... hours. That's like a hundred hours worth wow. of gameplay. Oh mm-hmm. fuck! Right. Easy, yeah. And <laughs> never mind that. In my opinion, Heaven's Word is the best expansion anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, man. You're. We'll we'll probably have to have you lead the way in power level us. Like, yeah, I'm, we can I'm do still... that. <laughs> We're gonna have to coordinate servers and all that, which we've been talking about. I'm curious to see how it. Actually. On, uh... It doesn't matter because you can transfer between uh, servers and data Without centers. Without a $25 fee? At will, yes. Good for oh, them. Dude, good for them. Nice. So, fucking time. It's happening, so we're yeah. not we're not dealing with any more play online shit? Nope. I was like, can you, still, can, I was like, can you do it in 11 or no? No, that, that's, <laughs> no that's, 11, yeah. you have to pay a fee. Yeah, I, yeah. I've switched three fucking times. It sucked. I still kind of uh. want to go back to 11, but... To play eleven now the way I used to and want to, I'd have to do like a HDMI output from my laptop and and make sure because like, and even then like I'd have to spec my laptop to kind of get the textures that I used to get on my three sixty, which I don't think mm-hmm. I ever will. Man, I'm nope. telling you now though, um, playing Final Fantasy eleven after playing fourteen, it's no, it's, oh, it's so bad. I I would be fine with playing both. I you have no um, idea how much I love. Like I have a very deep deep love for eleven. I I say this every time we talk about eleven. I'm still just in the dunes, just waiting. Like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just I'm I'm stuck there in infinity. Like I am endlessly just in the dunes. Some waiting things for you never to change. Lead you across the way and avoid the goblins. Please or, like, take please, rock. aggro is getting me. Please help. 
<laughs> oh man, it dude, they've they've I I cannot tell you how hard they streamlined that game just in like early 2015. Like how mm-hmm. hard they streamlined that game. It is so easy to play it even on your own. I would really like us to go back, but I might. Man. I might. We, it's it's got to be like this organized. If we can, if we can at least do three of these things this year between all of us, like I, we've I, I we, we've talked about, we talked about getting Sarah into it. Like we've talked about it. Like it's. My, yeah, my there, there was a, there was a time that I was playing that a lot. I was gonna say I think yeah, we same. talked about it the last podcast I was on. If that's I was uh, gonna say it's been that yeah. long. Yeah, we might yeah. have to do it. There's I remember these conversations. I bought Very it again um, on uh, on PC. Like. Yeah, I have, it, yeah, I have it on Steam. I have so. it on Steam. Is there any kind of anniversary that's coming up that maybe? I dude, that game is perpetually on sale. So. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying like, is there an anniversary that maybe we would fall upon this year? Oh, twentieth in more players. Twentieth um, anniversary. Yep. Oh, would be this year. Two thousand one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck it. All this right, is the year. Plans. Good. Okay, um, I'm down. Hundred percent. All right. So real quick before we cycle over to our next homie. Sean, anything else that's been in your console? Yeah, I'll make this uh, relatively brief. Um, and I'm not going to talk about this for hours, even though you could, and you could play it for hours, but uh, went back to Skyrim. Because, you know... Gotta, like a warm blanket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gotta, gotta, what system? Um, 360. So, um, oh, okay. still, wow. st- still on my good old-fashioned Xbox uh, 360, which is now old, even though it's technically probably... Well, no, that's not true. My... My newest console is technically my 3DS, I think, maybe. But, well, mm-hmm. I mean, not counting my computer. But uh, So, been back on that one. Like I said, that could take up an entire podcast around it itself. So, mm-hmm. um, we all know about the arrows in the knee and Dragonborn and dragons and all that. So, But um, other stuff I've been up to. Um, went back to Link to the Past because I finally need to finish uh, Link Between Worlds. Because even just playing the first three levels, like... Um, back in 2013 like i knew that i i freaking enjoy that game it's it's not like I, I wouldn't say it's like you know the ultimate sequel so to speak but it's really satisfying and there's it's got a lot of charm to it and it does a lot of a lot of new stuff real good and um gives gives me a lot of nostalgia for the uh, moments that i've had with it so far even just going back to like the, the eastern palace and the tower of hera and just all that good stuff you know what I really, and like people have been saying this and it's kind of gotten under my skin until I kind of understood what they meant, especially when you look at the sales numbers and I feel the same way about Link Between Worlds. Um, Everybody's just like totally like huffing and blowing like the merit of a 3D world where like I've been talking about how good 3D world is for days. We're like, oh, but no one played it. It was on the fucking Wii U. And I didn't realize how little... Uh, the Wii U penetrated the market until, like, you really look at it in comparison to Switch. So, like, it makes sense. And, like, yeah, 3D World is fucking sweeping. Um, and people are totally rediscovering, like, it's the best Mario game that nobody ever played. I feel like that with Link Between Worlds. It is honestly the best Zelda game that I feel like no one's really played or talked about. And if that could use us, like, fuck, dude, I would have, I would have head over heels taken that at the direct than Skyward Sword HD. Oh, and I it's good. It's great. A, a link between worlds port to Switch. It makes total sense too. And to give it improved graphics, I mean, that game would look amazing um, with a scale up for sure. I mean, it, it still looks amazing even just on my little DS screen, uh, 3DS screen. But 
uh, and just especially turning turning on the 3D for as long as it, you know, unfortunately doesn't give me a headache. But uh, it's it, it did 3D really well. It I did. believe that and the uh, Metroid 2 remake are some of the finest examples of 3D on the 3DS. But oh, like, absolutely. even then, like not enough to like really like live and die by the tech, but it it, it was surprisingly really fucking good in. I, I don't know. I feel like Link Between Worlds could absolutely like find new life the way 3D World did uh, on the Switch. Oh yeah. Um, funny you mentioned Link Between pa- uh, Link to the Past. Um, I just got this hack going, and I want to take it to Limelight, and I'm gonna see if I can coordinate because uh, Ed's been showing me how to get us coordinated as far as um, uh, doing it for uh, through Discord. Uh, I want to do the I, I found a way to get a randomizer between Super Metroid and Link to the Past. Oh where, yeah, you know, that games are connected. So oh yeah, there's a, there's a guy on Twitch that I uh, that I know from around here that does uh, a bunch of those actually. He has one that goes between something like um, I think it's it's between Mario, Zelda, and Super Metroid. Yeah, I, I I haven't checked out that one, but this one like uh, like the fortune teller's house takes you over to the starting area of Zebus, and then um, there's a save room that was a save room for Zebus that takes you to um, Death Mountain. Um, huh. And yeah, the so you find you can find basically Zelda items in Metroid, and you can find like the items are spread all throughout. So wow. you, you, but you can't like. I believe you need to beat Link to the Past last. Like that is the scene. I have yet to fuck with it, um, but they've gotten wacky with it. There's even sprite hacks to where like Mog and Mega Man X are in it. Like it's insane. So we'll have to mess with it for a limelight for sure. Oh yeah, uh, Andrew, come Yo. at me, buddy. There's a game that I'm excited for you to talk about because it's also what I'm, I'm currently writing the review for it and gonna get it ready for the site soon. Okay, you might need to talk more about it because I suck at that game, and I'm guessing it's Cyber Shadow? Yeah. I suck um, at that game, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I, I appreciate it, but I'm terrible at it. Um, And I was just going to say, it, it, it's nice that I get the chance to play it because it's on Game Pass. Um, And shout-outs to Game Pass. They are killing it, in my opinion, right now with the stuff they're offering. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, that's exactly what you want in that type of game. Um, I think the only one that might come close to it is, what's the one on Switch? Something Paladin? Oh, uh, Panzer Paladin. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to check that one. That, that's one that's, like, flew by my... I mean, really what's caught, like, everyone's eye here is that Yacht Club through their way. Of course, published it. of course, of course. And, like, you expect that kind of game, that caliber for something like them. Um, so are they not developing it? Are they just publishing no, it? No, it's, it's, yeah, they're just publishing it. It's done oh. by Mechahead Games. Um, Interesting, and, like, this okay. This game has been in development since 2012. It's been <laughs> in development for a good, like, it's all been done by one dude. Like, straight wow. up Owlboy and Axiom Bird status. Just one dude. Well, right um, on. But, yeah, it's, so, like, there are those games that, like, I, I hate those games are just like, oh, it's an 8-bit NES game. And, like, it just looks like it was made on a Microsoft uh, like Microsoft Excel sheet. And, like, mm-hmm. that's not an NES. Like, So, in terms of how, how deeply it romanticizes, like, an NES game, like, it goes for it 
not only aesthetically but mechanically like the gameplay sure. is very reminiscent of not even just like ninja gaiden but like very much like power blade shatter hand shadow of the ninja like every character action game that you like remember from uh the the nes like there is a mm. little bit of it in there like and there's a ton of easter eggs like the game is very like it's very aware of what it is and what it's set to do but i feel like it tries to like there's some pacing issues and that's my only gripe with it is that it it tries to put in like these advanced techniques that like you would see in like modern ninja gaiden game but like they don't translate all that well in um in the uh two-dimensional side scrolling scope so like mm -hmm. how far are you not very uh i mean maybe a few like what chapter I don't even know. I mean, I, I maybe put maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes into it and didn't get very far. <laughs> you, I will say that, like, you get it's it's got the Metroid effect. Like, by, mm. like, level six, like, you feel like a badass. But at the same time, like, the game absolutely curves that difficulty. And But, like, sometimes it's, it's dog shit. Like, Is it just like a rubber I, band kind of a thing? or Yes, in a way. Like, my biggest issue is the parry mechanic. For the uh, mm -hmm. shots because mm -hmm. what you do is when your uh, projectiles put at you uh or thrown at you you push forward right before it and it stops it and gives you the chance to hit it back and parry it but um the dash is not um the dash is not regulated to a button on a on a fucking game that's made for consoles that have over six buttons it's regulated to a double tap so mm -hmm. when you have to be quick and dash is also works as not only a quick attack but an evasive maneuver um you really cross your uh cross your t's a lot with uh trying to double tap and then parry it it, it gets to be fucking stupid like yeah. there are a lot of times where like the game purposely sets that up to where you you really give your fingers a cramp trying to delegate <laughs> like what you're doing and like I don't know. I, I, I feel what like system not... are you playing it on? Like what controller I'm also are you playing using? On Xbox. I'm using okay. An Xbox I was gonna controller. say. Yeah, because I was gonna say the Elite controller would probably be you know yeah, the only option I would say at that point. I mean, really, it's all great. you can do. It's great yeah. on the Xbox personally. Like I I do not. Um, people playing on a PS4 like the D-pad. I don't think I. The, yeah. The PS4 D-pad's weird for twitchy games that rely on it for side scrolling. I, I agree. Like. Uh, in a Joy-Con, like the Pro Pad uh, for the Pro Controller, Maybe. not so much. Like, Joy-Con, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> and I can well, definitely speak to that with like the Haiti stuff I've been talking about in, in the past. Yeah. Well, like, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed that you didn't get that far, but have you enjoyed it so far? Like, Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I think it's um it's a great homage to that, that period of time. And I really did think it was Yacht Club just because of, how amazing Shovel Knight is. So I guess, I mean, yeah, they're definitely publishing games in that same kind of, you know, that same vein. Um, but I didn't realize it wasn't developed by them. That's really surprising. I mean, because it definitely has that that polish, you know? Like, it really has, like, that attention to detail you would expect from those kinds of games. Well, like, okay, so, like, a game that people want to, like, contrast it to constantly is The Messenger. But, like, I feel like a okay. game that, like, did really goddamn well in, in doing what I think um, uh, Cyber Shadow struggles to do is Katana Zero. And, like, nobody played it. Yeah. yeah. So I was getting good. some weird, like, I was getting some weird, like, Mark of the Ninja vibes for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. 
I don't know why. It just kind of, like, reminded me of that. No, like, as you play more, like, you know, it's funny is I went back to play, like, games like Shatterhand. Like, I can see the influences. Mm -hmm. Like, this dude is gone to paint. And, like, the the story and the presentation kind of evoke, like, some of that, like, later generation NES uh, Mm -hmm. stuff does a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I, I, I... I don't know. I, I I'm gonna disappoint. I haven't gotten back to Hades, so I'm just wondering. That's fair. Like, That's fair. I want it's, to. I mean, and I think you should. I think that at this point now, since we last recorded and I did the game of the year stuff with Hades, um, I've tried to just. There's so much left of that game after you've initially got your first run through, um, no idea. and it, and I won't spoil anything or get too much into detail about that stuff, but um. I'm a big fan of, like, you know, my brother, my brother and me, the McElroys, like, I'm a big fan. Uh, Justin, on the Besties podcast, when they are doing their Game of the Year wrap-up stuff, said he had beaten the game, like, 40-plus times already. And I was like, that's a little extreme. Um, but I get it now, because I'm constantly going through and trying to beat it, because there's so many things that unlock as you progress. And there's storylines, there's elements with the characters... Um, there's always a reason to want to go back to it, and it sucks because I really want to play almost anything else right now, but I keep on getting drawn back to Hades because I want to unlock more of these character developments. I want to... There's more... There's mechanics still be. There, there's still new mechanics and new things being I think once av- I get, made like, available. Dark crystal upgrades, like, to the point where, like, it doesn't matter what weapon I use, I think at that point, that's where... Yes, yes. And... and, and, and and there's some weird, like, you'll come up with combinations that you would never want to do, but for some reason they just fucking work. Like, I uh, I had this, uh, okay, so when you have the sword, there's a specific perk that you can get that your damage is equal to the amount of money you have. What? And so you're trying to, co- yeah, and you're trying to come up with combinations of how you can make more money. So you're coming up with boons that will give you, you know, 65% more gold. And like, and that you're really trying to lean into these combinations that the boons and the weapon uh, abilities you got like can a kind of trading card game mentality where you're just everything plays everything. off of each other. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's a lot of risk and reward with that because certain builds that you're trying to go for in your head, you'll start playing through and realize, well, this isn't going to work. And then you just kind of let things free form as they are. And sometimes come up with the best combinations you could ever hope for. Like, cause I hate any kind of boon. I, I don't like using any boons from Hermes, but for some reason, speed is such a big integral part of that game. I like the uh, additional dashes. Those are the yes, best. Like, and, if I and, see that and Hermes boon. I'll go for it. And and you really need that stuff. And I don't like playing that style, but it's kind of needed. Um, but you come up with just crazy combinations. It's always opening up new things that you weren't really expecting. It's um, so bizarre because you're essentially mm-hmm. fighting the same five bosses with the exception yes. that the first boss gets changed up. That's it. So that will play later in the game. It will eventually open up to a point where you will make... Um, the gameplay can change based on challenges that you accept. And oh, it, can cha- okay. it, it, it can change boss mechanics. It can change... Uh, level mechanics. Oh, man, all right, I'll go back. You, you, you won. You can it, 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 it's really good. It's really good. It's literally all I've been playing, with the exception of and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Steam had this indie game event not too long ago, like a few weeks back, and this is probably the second time they've done this uh, from my memory. But they'll they'll do like a weekend 
or like four day period of time where these demos are available for these upcoming games. Mm-hmm. And you can play the demos only for that brief period of time. And they'll do like streams from the developers of their games. Um, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it, it's really important because you get a chance to try these games. And if you like them, you wish list them and having these games on your wish list is good for the developers. Cause it, you know, generates more interest in their games. Um, so it's kind of like this little like game jam, almost like indie alley, um, what was the one at PAX? Was it Indie Alley or what they call it at PAX? Yeah, it was the, like, Indie Alley. Indie Alley. Okay, where you kind of like did like the rounds of all the indie games in that specific section I of mean, the convention. I mean, at some point, Indie Mega Booth started. Indie Mega Booth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I played a bunch of those and really enjoyed those. But the one I wanted to kind of bring to attention for the podcast, um, is a game called Squadron Fifty One. Has anyone seen this or heard about this? No. Nope. I really wanted to get Ed's take on it. Thank you. Okay, so Ed, I kind of figured you might have a take on this. I played it. Um, I appreciate what they're trying to do. But it's not good. Yeah. What? So this was part of the indie demo event where you could actually play a demo of it. Okay. Just for that brief period of time. It's not good. But (laughs) No, it's not good. But I really liked the fact that it was basically FMV and like a vertical shmup. Um, it looks great, like, yeah, from that presentation, it's, but it's, it's not like good. It's like, black and white, like a B-movie from the 50s. It's pretty yes. great. Pretty great looking, yeah. yeah. But not good. Like, it, it had a lot of bad, like, like at one point I, I got frozen on the bottom of the screen and couldn't move. Oof. Like, just horrendous, like, really it's, bad. It's so weird to me that, like, modern FMV... Like the irony of with all yes, the resources but, and uh, all the available tools that modern FMV is terrible. Like there's another game I reviewed for the site that's I think has got the lowest score press pause rate is given stay dead. And that was an yes, FMV fighting game. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And that's what I want. I want FMV fighting games. I want them as corny as fucking possible. I want pit fighter. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, I gotta, want it so bad. Bro, like, I got Battle Heat for the PCFX. Let me tell you, you can do a good fucking FMV fighting game, like, mm-hmm. stupidly. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we peaked. In, like, I know, and it's such a shame. Like, I want Street Fighter, the movie, the game, but unironically. Like, that's oh, what I we'll want. Get, we can hopefully get that with Mortal Kombat, the movie, the game. Like, Oh, my God, yes. Out. We can do it. Please, please. With I Cole. am slightly scared with... <sighs> How good that trailer looks! Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, you just played a really rough cut, like really, like it's alpha as shit. Are you talking about Mortal Kombat? Or are you talking about Squadron? Oh, I thought. Okay, we're not talking about the same thing. I was talking about Squadron. I think Sean was actually talking about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking about Mortal Kombat. I mean, Christopher Lambert's not Raiden, so I don't know how much more. Like, like oh, if you can't get him to be Raiden, somebody's grandpa. I like right, and, and they Come might, on, they might, they a, might have an Easter egg. Give him a broom or something, just in the background, <laughs> just back here sweeping, sweeping this uh, death match tournament yeah, that could thing be, they got that going could be on. New broom boy, Christopher Lambert for new broom boy, twenty twenty one. Or what about what if he's old Shang Tsung? No, they've got the dude who's doing Shang Tsung now. He's like still, <laughs> like he's in MK eleven. I don't want to short that dude. He's still killing it. He is still yeah. killing it. Truth. Um, Truth. I'll, I'll keep mine brief, if that's all right, yep. Andrew. Sure, uh, just of course. Just jump in yeah. and we can mm-hmm. tighten up. So um, I'm reviewing Cyber Shadow, and I, I really don't have – I mean, it, it has some problems, but it's really, really good. Um, but 
there are games that I think have done it better, like Katana Zero. Please play Katana Zero. Um, but in terms of the more traditional NES action game, Cyber Shadow Scratch is niche. Um, Turrican Flashback. Holy shit. And I've been in an Amiga uh, rabbit hole, and I don't want to talk about it just yet because I, I have more to talk about in like another uh, podcast soon. But the technical work that went into Flashback to get the original two Turrican games for Amiga 1200 to work at 60 hertz, at 60 frames per second, uh, and still like be able to recapture some of the like the technical nuances of the Amiga to cater to both people who've never fucking touched an Amiga, like my like a lot of us, to the people who have like I cannot like dude, there was an immaculate sense of uh and I've never seen a game that's had so many various uh like uh, uh, visual and display options like out of all the retro remakes like this one's got the best like you can do there's at least I, I counted eight different display options between the various CRT filters to a VGA monitor filter to a scaled resolution and aspect ratio that's of a traditional tube monitor you can do curved CRT tube to flat panel CRT to uh, then fucking around with some of the uh, more high definition, you can uh, change around the RGB color source to uh, something that's more HD. Like it is insane. I, it's I just... uh, it's a good collection. Oh, you, did you grab it too? Yeah, I, I do have it. Yep. It's so good. And then like, I don't know, man. Like out of all of those, uh, Mega Turrican was always the game that I was just like, man, Mega Turrican's stupid. And then I played it, and I I eat my words. Mega Turrican is really good i don't know why i thought it was stupid back in the day i'm really bummed like my biggest complaint is it's missing my favorite turrican game the one that's probably the least turrican out of all of them which is turrican 2 but apparently um they're doing another um turrican game down the line and they want to implement turrican 2 more as an easter egg um so yeah no it is sharp as it looks so good on the switch like i i cannot stress how well it played and like they've done a lot of tweaks like even like okay so those amiga ass amiga games uh one of the stupidest things that have carried over is uh, pressing up on the d-pad to jump which is fucking dumb but um you don't have to do that with this flashback you can opt for it the fact that they left it there you can opt for it um they got the original composer to come back and do some arranged uh versions it, it's so good. I, I cannot stress, like, I'll have more to cover eloquently in my uh, review, but in, in regard to, like, uh, throwback collection, especially for something as niche as Turrican, uh, this is the, one of the best retro collections I've ever played in just a multitude of reasons, both respect to the source material and respect of uh, optimizing and catering to crowds of both old and new. It's so goddamn good. Um, and then finally, uh, I've been replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake because I've gotten yeah. Val to play Final Fantasy VII, and we're playing it alongside one another. Uh, um, she is so fucking angry that she's playing the original. Um, just because, uh, compared to? Yeah, man, that's yes. fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, but come on, it's got its charm. Yeah, it. Yeah. that's what I've been trying to explain, but like we've been comparing like how uh, accurate they've been keeping the dialogue between the two. Like it, it's weird like what they've carried over and then what they've added. But like even like moments where like I'm trying to get through um sector 6 with the mechanical arms and how like there's like an added hour 
of that. And she's like, you're still fucking on that? I'm like, yeah, I'm still on that. I'm like, dude, I'm already, like, doing this Don Corneo shit, like, over in Walmart. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a while before I get there. You um, know, I just got to say, too, just when I thought that they couldn't make President Shinra's office any swankier than it already was in 1997. I, I will say oh that, my like, God. The, the curve, um, that, like, I, I, I kind of got turned off. I haven't fucked with a turn-based um, side. Like, I want to replay it. Like, the game is now I've gotten to the point where, like, I really enjoy what they did. But, like, it's got a slow burn. Like, it's, it's, it, it's so weird because that's, like, the biggest complaint I have with modern Final Fantasies. All of them have, like, this weird, like, barrier of, like, once you put 10 hours into it, then the game starts clicking. I don't even know how they fucking managed to do that with one of the most iconic games ever, but they did that with Seven Remake. At some point, I was just like, "Dude, I am, I am so over the slums. I'm so over having to fuck with these kids. Like, I, I don't know." And like, a big thing too is like, I, you want to grind, but the game is very linear in where it actually gates like how many times you fight and do things. It's not until you put at least the like 20 hours in and you make it to wall market that it then opens up and gives you flexibility to level up and do things. Um, but yeah. Uh, but in that respect, yeah, she, I, I bought her the uh, steam remake, which they re-released for switch. Um, and like even some of the optimizations they made there, like you can turn on markers for like where um, there are um, like X's some of those obscure like and nuanced. Yeah. So like, where like the map of the area is super like fucking like cryptic and, and shitty. Like you don't know if you're supposed to bump against it to where you make the cloud jump or interact with, they'll just put markers now for you to mess with. And then you can mm. even, um, they, they give you even bigger, uh, more advanced options for uh, tech speed and uh, more window optimizations. Uh, the one thing I will say is that that game I don't know how, but I feel like they optimize the resolution for it better in handheld mode because when you play it on dock with the TV, like all the character models are sharp as shit. The actual backgrounds are blurred to fucking oblivion, dude. Like they are, yep. they are ugly. Like I, I look at the original blown up and scaled with like the Frame Meister and. Uh, some other scaling, and it looked thousands times better than whatever the fuck Square did with those backgrounds. Like they, I think they literally just like drag and drops. Like they just stretched it like in Microsoft Paint, and they're like, "Good, cool, throw a <laughs> throw it. a fucking nailed it." High definition filter, we're good, uh, sir. The um, JPEG size has changed. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> just, Final Fantasy Seven. It'll sell. This, fuck this it. is fine. It's 300 kilobytes. Um, yeah, so... Um, but that's it. That's all that's really been in my console. Uh, Cyber Shadow, Capcom Arcade Stadium. I kind of really touched base on all the alls. I piggybacked, but aside from that, we're replaying through that. I'm going to make it my point to do a late to the party on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and basically my point is, is it, it gets really good after 20 hours, but it feels Fuck, just like every other Final slow. Fantasy game. Yeah, exactly. I'm having, I'm having 13 flashbacks again. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, dude. And how do you do that with seven of all things? Uh, um, they, they find a way. They found a way. Like, yeah. Ugh, like, God. she was like, here's, here's how funny it is. So, like, I was in the middle of, uh, I was in the slums, like, Sector 6. Mm. Um, and I was getting to Wall Market. 
Val started, she caught up to me in two hours. <laughs> God damn. Wow. But, but like, it's expected the way they stretch out Midgar. Yeah. So I can only imagine what the next two chapters are going to be. Um, but like some, I don't know. I'll, I'll have more to say on it. Like when I get further, but so far I am, mm. I'm, I'm now into it. I'm finally into it. Whatever wasn't Good. clicking with me before, um, is now clicked with me. Um, it's, um, I just wish the stagger, um, mechanic that they took from 13, funny enough, yes. was as yes. transparent, um, in remake as it is in 13 and 13, that shit clicked with me right away here. Sure. Um, like when you, okay. When you hear unique ability, what do you immediately think of? What's a big thing with uh, Final Fantasy VII? What does every character have? Like Limit the big... breaks. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a mission for the stagger effect where like, okay, after you stagger an enemy, hit them with your unique ability. Like the verbiage is terrible. They're not referring to Limit Break. I had to look it up. Every character has unique triangle uh, attack as well as their square attack. They're referring to that plus the active time bar like which they also took from 13 has to be completely empty if it's already full you have to exhaust it and then charge it while you're hitting them with your unique attack to satisfy the conditions of the stagger mission like some Ugh. of it's just yeah it's stupid that sounds exhausting. well 13 did that, 13 did that shit too where they didn't exactly. tell you right away what you're supposed to do yeah but i'll excuse 13 because like that that was them fucking around like now squaresoft know better so yeah um but anyway i like I, I, I called them squaresoft yeah, they oh, yeah. know better. Yeah, they know better. They always knew um, better. It's 1991. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. That's it. So until then, how do y'all feel about episode end? Cool. Let's do uh, it. I, I need to go try to get uh eleven reinstalled. Man, I'm pumped. Um. <laughs>you listen to here at uh, press pause radio episode 130 and you are also stoked about fucking reinstalling final fantasy 11 stay tuned uh we will <laughs> yeah uh, find a way to implement a as you for, often uh, do yeah uh for twitch streams uh for limelight or uh, some uh event i don't know we can figure it out or maybe a late to the party feature that we can extend into a video um, we're also planning a new golden zonky for the past decade we're still trying to work that out for a press pause video special uh, Cyber Shadow, uh, Turk and Flashback, uh, and some other opinion pieces I, I have lined up along with uh, Sub-Zero Mythologies, Mortal Kombat Mythologies, uh, the Rocket Knight Adventure Games, and some other video content coming your way. Um, I think we even just got some footage captured for uh, Way of the Warrior for me and Andrew to dissect and some other shitty um, fighting games as well as... Uh, wanting to get into some of the more modern uh forgotten rpgs that square's done because of uh project triangle Stra uh, strategy is kind of awoken something in me so there's that too um so be sure to keep on the lookout for that we've also already done some uh reviews for you guys to check out and some late to the party features um i put my dragonborn review out there that game fuck that game so you guys can all check it they've already yeah. got a new game boy game i have no interest in it but i don't know i kind of want to check it out uh, the Sega, uh, a Sega Astro City, my favorite mini. Check it out. I hope you guys find my review informative. It was really fun to do that review. Um, Ed, what's new for Bullet Heaven? Uh, I got to see that you just did a new video, but I didn't get to see what the game was. Raging Blasters by Terror in Games was episode 291 of Bullet Heaven. 
Uh, we have all kinds of great coverage coming up, including but not limited to Capcom Arcade Stadium, Turrican Flashback, um, Ita, Xenocider for the Dreamcast, Natsuki Chronicle on PlayStation 4, Vitamin Connection on the Switch, and more. Yo, I'm down. I'm pumped. Um, also, we're, uh, also, we're also going to be trying a brand new format for our live streams. It's going to be a hybrid production, including pre- and post-production stuff interspliced into the live stream. Um, we're trying to maybe streamline a number of our other productions into this one thing so that it's easier for production and we can get more content out. Sounds dope. I, I'm still waiting on some additional video equipment and PC upgrade options, but we're I'm so close. I'm going to get real close within the next coming months, so uh, feeling good about that. Also, um, I have another review coming up that I totally forgot to mention, Jaguar Game Drive, uh, So, which is, in my opinion, an absolute necessity if you were fucking kicking around an Atari Jaguar. Um, so more on that in the coming weeks. Um, and then uh, I think we're due for a house show right andrew at some point yeah it's been unfortunately kind of a break from that and there's been a lot of shit that's happened in wrestling yeah, so, dude, so hopefully we'll yeah we're gonna have to do a recap of everything but yeah that's definitely gonna be in the works very soon well there we go well until then hope you guys enjoyed episode 130 of press pause radio uh next time we'll either do uh games club or some other fucking shit uh, I think we've caught up. I think we're good. So we can do some... Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll finally get the chance to talk about Bowser's Fury. Because uh, fuck all y'all. I've been wanting... Well, I think... Well, not, not Sean's kind of back in the fold. Did you have anything coming up? Oh, yeah. So I've uh, got, a, got a recent feature that uh, I'm just kind of wrapping up. But uh, if... Uh, well, I'm going to make this sound nerdy. If you like reading about reading, uh, got a piece just basically on how uh, video games and... Uh, just kind of the written word have kind of uh, intertwined and uh, most people might uh, realize. Uh, so mm-hmm. kind of wrapping that up, uh, I'm going to go a little bit more too into uh, the corniness of instruction books. Uh, one of my favorites is actually Doom 2 on the PC. Enough said. I was going to say that's probably a damn <laughs> manual, probably. Like an actual like thick boy. Oh god, remember those? Um, yeah, I, I, I will. Uh, I will go on record to say that if you have not read the manual for Uniracers, you are missing out. Oh man, mm. I'll have to, I have not. So I'll have, to, I'll have to look up on the old archives. Um, all right. In the meantime, yeah, Sean and myself, we've got plenty of uh, uh, evergreen features and some other stuff. But we we've got like we've got some streams that we also want to put out. So keep an eye out for PPR. Until then, this is Georgia Boys Axe and. I mean, I'll, I'll find something to blame on my fictional asshole daughter uh, in, the, in the future. Just you guys wait and see. Uh, this is Toast, and I will say since Sean's back, he is no longer Sean Dude. He is now Sean Dad. Welcome back, Dad. <laughs> Sean Aww. Dad, I love it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. No, That's it? Nobody else is going to say goodbye? <laughs> no, I was, I was waiting for Sarah. Oh. Uh. Uh, well, this is Ed, and uh, I got a lot of arcade games to play on this shiny new arcade stick. All right, and this is Sean Dad, and uh, I'll see you all in ten years. Ah, damn it, he's gone again. <laughs> I'll be Sean Pop. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it.